Night, JJ. <laughs> Nightmares and jizz necklaces. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, that's where JJ and I differ. He goes and I have nightmares about jizz necklaces. I'm getting off here. I'm going to make one. <laughs> wow. God. That's going in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you motherfuckers, you motherfuckers oh, thought shit. I stopped recording, didn't you? Yeah, we still going. Damn. <laughs> On that I'm gonna no. send that. I'm gonna send that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. At, I actually already sent her the link. <laughs> She's ready. <laughs> <laughs> You, you know what? I'm gonna send it to her, and I'm gonna be like, "He said he wanted more babies." <laughs> She's got bigger balls than I do, man. If anybody's getting pregnant anymore, it's me. She got a hysterectomy. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> All right, man. You guys have a good night. I love you guys. Yep, we're out too. Later. Later. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DB Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DB Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, buddy, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nut house, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is. On DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDDR DV Radio.net is best song live or as usual you're listening to us on podcasts at basically everywhere except Spotify because they can go suck some huge monkey balls. It is August 3rd, 2022. I'm Mona Wood in the house tonight. We got JJ Waddy. Woodworking PTS dog. (laughs) Fucking chief, man. I had to, bro. I had to. I heard that. I was like, I'm going to call him Old Sheffer next time. (laughs) That's right. Oh, shit. On the other side, we got Mr. Oink. What's happening, folks? He's not in equipment tonight, so we can hear him thoroughly. (laughs) All right. Uh, up, Up north, we got. Some fucking beeping, whining ass motherfucker called John from the Jaeger Foundation. That's me, and that's all my electronics in the back. I'm going to Yeah, he, he's whining. 
He's, you know what? I was going to make a joke, but I better not. Anyway, so. It's called ambiance. Well, um, ambiance. <laughs> ambiance. Man, I'm a, I'll tell you what. We were all about to fucking go eight shit on fucking John earlier in pre-show. We were like, at all at the same time, we were like, what is that motherfucking beeping? <laughs> Listen, I'm just really glad you guys figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were seriously losing our it shit. It was a sweet <laughs> penis enlargement pump. <laughs> I could probably 2D print one of those. Oh my god! Anyway, yeah, uh, Sergeant War Dog uh, unfortunately isn't with us tonight. He wasn't feeling good. He was feeling a little bit under the weather, so uh, he's taking the night off. Uh, Google said she was coming on at some point. Who knows? I don't know. You know, computers, computers. Yeah. Only, um, only if six hasn't been stung by wasps again. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully uh, that was taken care of this week because the exterminators were there. Um, who knows? I don't know. I guess they know. DV6 will be our fucking guinea pig. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you God. know, you've heard of canaries in a coal mine. We have DV6 on a ran- on a farm property. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's that's basically it. Um, and, uh, Betsy may or may not make it. We don't know yet. She was going to try. We're not going to hold it against her. She's, uh, doing some family stuff. So if she doesn't make it, don't hold it against her. But we did have her, uh, in a recording the other day. Uh, I think it was like Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, myself and Sergeant War Dog, nobody else could attend because, you know, they have fucking lives and shit. Um, fucking work. <laughs> Uh, she did join myself and Sergeant Wardog and it was an amazing interview. I think it was like an hour or, or something in that uh, time frame. And, uh, we, we dove right into it, uh, finding out how, uh, the fight series has impacted her emotionally and mentally and her writing and, uh, everything. It was, it's a really good interview. You really need to listen to it. Um, and it also goes to show that you reading a book and leaving a review for an author helps them in the writing process. If they continue the series or they go into another, uh, uh, writing that has to deal with the same genre, so to speak. So, uh, go listen to that one. It is up now. Um, yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was wonderful. I don't sound enthusiastic at all. I know I've, I've had a shit day, but we're going to get around that because we got John here from the Jaeger Foundation. Um, but before we dive into that, we, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. So last week, all these assholes was like, do it, boo, do it. Boo, 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 boo. And I was like, all right, this week I'll fucking do it. Cause I wasn't going to do it because I knew how the fucking SJWs and fucking snowflakes and bastards are anyway if you go to the store on dvradio.net just click the store tab and you go under topics and you click on sergeant war dog you are going to find two brand new shirts one shirt is for the psych ward gang yes i made the psych ward gang shirt now that's not the one that i'm like oh fuck it's the other shirt that got put up today <laughs> fuck me it's 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 sergeant war dog's eyes and teeth his platinum teeth. Um, see? And, and it literally <laughs> says, I see him on the shirt. Um, if you if you don't know, Sergeant Wardog made a joke <laughs> about his eyes and teeth 
going in the nightclub. And that turned into a whole fucking monster. Let me tell you, it just grew from there. And uh, I had the idea to make this T-shirt. And then I was like, you know what? I can't fucking promote it. People are going to lose their shit. And everybody was like, who cares? I was like, I don't care, but I do care about DV Radio. Hello. We need the fucking platform. So Sergeant Wardog said, the black man can fucking post about it. And we were like, okay, we're going to let you. <laughs> so well, He's not solely in charge of marketing. Right. right. Yeah. And that's why he's not in charge of marketing. <laughs> So there you go. If you want the I See Them t-shirt, you can go to the store tab on dvradio.net and grab that. You can also get 15% off your entire order. I was trying to save some money this month, but... (laughs) You can also get 15% off your... I was trying to save some money, but... God damn it, let me fucking finish the promotion. (laughs) I heard something about 15%, baby. What is that? 15%, 15%, you can save on your entire order until September 5th, which is Monday. You have to click the redeem button when you're inside the store or it doesn't count. Goddamn. <laughs> they wanted me to promote this goddamn t-shirt and then you got JJ over here interfering. <laughs> oh, why didn't you play football, JJ? Oh, now he's going to go all silent. What? What? I said, I said, why didn't, why didn't play? I play football? Yeah, you can run interference like a motherfucker. That was funny. That was a genuine laugh, so yeah, it was. <laughs> but yeah, we got the two new t-shirts for Sergeant War Dog. Um, also going on at the store, serious matter. Uh, we have the DV against DV merchandise. From now until the end of this year, that's December 31st, 2022, anything bought of DV against DV merchandise, 100% of that profit will go to Change Unchained. And if JJ wants to speak about Change Unchained really quick, I'll let him. Change Unchained is a nonprofit. Started by active duty United States Navy Chief Petty Officer Troy Yushifer and his wife Tiff. They specialize in uh, rescue and recovery of uh, victims of human trafficking. They have a tiny house village where they provide temporary lodging for the survivors of human trafficking while they learn a trade and get themselves uh, back on their feet and able to get back out and uh, support themselves. So check it out, changeunchained.com. And if you'd like to donate directly, it is changeunchained.com slash donate. And they are a thousand. Got to give, gotta give those guys mad props. That is not a small undertaking. No, it's not. And they've done it no, for a decade now as well. Um, and just to be clear, JJ, they are a 501c3 nonprofit, correct? Yes. Yes, they are. I, I don't know why they have a .com and not a .org, but <laughs> it might have just been a you, uh, you know, where they it's found okay. their internet provider thing or something. I don't, I don't know, but you know, it doesn't matter. It is a legit 501c3. They're very transparent. Um, they uh, are currently raising, they have two tiny houses open and occupied by survivors. They are breaking ground. Well, no, they've already got all the like plumbing and electrical is already there. So they're getting ready to start raising the third tiny house and they're doing, they're literally raising the funds, building the house, raising the funds, building the house. So they're starting the third tiny house now. And, um, 
so they could use all the support we can give them. Yeah, 100%. And uh, that's what all of the profits of the DD against DD merchandise will go towards. We have shirts, hoodies, and stickers, I believe. If there is something you want with DD against DD's logo on there and we can provide it, let us know and we'll put it up. Um, we will take no cut of that whatsoever, just like for uh, JJ's PTS dog uh, merchandise and fight for Betsy Ross and Sergeant War Dog stuff and DD Farm. Uh, 100% of those sales goes to those individuals and or organizations and nonprofits. So that's how that works with us because we're cool cats like that. <laughs> Anyway, I, I love what they do. You know what? I want to. I want to. Go ahead. Yeah, what they're doing is pretty cool. I want to say something because uh, I was thinking about this because I was thinking about the donations I make personally to Change Unchained, and uh, I don't know about two years, two and a half years ago, three years ago, sometime on uh, the DV page back before Facebook censored the fuck out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, we were sharing we were sharing a post about my book and one of the veterans on the page popped off. Oh, you're gonna charge your fellow brothers and sisters for the book. And I don't know why, but that just brought that just came up while I was thinking about what Chief's doing and, and you know what he's working on there. And 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 uh I was just thought about that for a little while. Like, yeah, I, I do charge for my book. Mm-hmm. If you buy it, you know, straight up from the store, yeah, I charge it. I, I can't afford to give it away. I still haven't broke even on that book but here's who i don't charge any 501c3 nonprofit who wants to buy that book can contact me and i will order it from the publisher directly at cost i don't make a fucking dime why because i want to educate as many people as possible i can't afford to give it away i can't like i said i still haven't broken even i haven't made it cost me about 12 to fifteen thousand dollars to do the research and get the book written. I've made about $800. So this is not about profit because I'm not making one. And I don't go out and promote that shit and push it. You know, I provide links and tell people, here's a resource that I, I went out and did the research for you and it's available. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking, because I, I think I've been thinking a lot about kind of getting a little bit more active on Facebook again. Just because I'm seeing a lot of the same stupid shit come around again about service dogs. Like we didn't fight it adamantly tooth and nail for five solid years, you know, at all. And it's and it's happening in the veteran communities. And I'm just like, Jesus. And dedicate but an entire show to it. The veteran communities be, yeah. Well, and, but there's been a lot of turnover in the veteran community on Facebook because of the censorship. A lot of people have been yeah. like, fuck this, I'm out. And I don't blame them. Yeah. If it if it wasn't for the fact that I do have a dedicated audience there who does rely on my my pages for resources, I would have bailed. I would have been like fuck it and shut it all down because I loathe social media. I loathe the environment. I fucking hate it. I hate the entitled uh, bully pulpit mentality that social media has created where people will automatically tell you everything you're doing wrong when they don't have a fucking clue what you even do, you know, because they saw something on uh, the discovery channel three years ago or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. <laughs> so anyway, 
I just thought, you know, I just thought about, I was, I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Yeah, that's just it. It's like you literally, oh, I saw such and such on the Discovery Channel. They didn't do it that's that way. That's not what Dr. Oz told me. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, because he's a real doctor. Well, he was. You know, is, he was. See, this is something, this is something, though, that I think is relevant, especially in the service dog community, because one of the things that, we need to remember as veterans who use service dogs is that the VA still is not our side. Even after that cluster fuck of a law, the pause act passed, the VA still isn't on our, on our side. Um, the VA still as a corporate body does not acknowledge that service dogs can be very, very helpful to veterans with PTSD. Because if they do acknowledge you, I'm going to tell you this right now. Now, people will call me a conspiracy theory, but guess what? For the last two years, all those conspiracy theories, theorists have been saying things, right? And it turns out that everything we said about a certain uh, <clears throat> baloney virus and a certain gibbity jab, everything we've been saying about it is true. Everything. Well, John, turns out it's all true. I'll it's tell you right coming now. coming out in the wash now. I'll tell you right I, now. I would like to say something. John and John and I debunked all of that when it first began because we should have died within the first few months. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got something to say about the, yeah. the VA not recognizing service dogs as a legitimate source of help. I, I'm proof I'm proof of that. My organization exists because the VA doesn't recognize that. If if they did it mm-hmm. and they properly funded it, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't need to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's just that's that's just the thing. When you look at any aspect of the veteran community and you want to know where the VA is falling short, look at the nonprofits that address it. How many nonprofits and, are dedicated to ending veteran suicide? Absolutely. How many? And you know, I've hundreds, I've, uh, I've had thousands. Me, I've had people ask me like, "Where do you guys want to be as an organization in 10, 20 years?" I'm non-existent. Yeah. Not not necessary. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to be here. Yeah. That's just it. I mean the goal the goal. Why do you know why do you have a service dog? Well, and you know what? As much as I to not need one. That's it's the same way with DV Radio, right? Like as much as I love being with you guys and as much as I love giving these listeners something to laugh about and and a family to go to, I had rather not be here doing this knowing that they're taken care of. But we're here because we know they're not taken care of because we know they don't think they're the only, they don't think that they're not alone. Right. Like it, it, it's, it, there's a reason we're all here. <laughs> yeah. And the end goal is the same. And, and yeah, I do here, none of should be here. Just like, and I'm sure <laughs> your wife's like, still within hearing. <laughs> well, She's it's like the lady. <laughs> it's like objective zero. Their motto is, to virtually end veteran suicide, bring it down to zero. And I guarantee you, if we had Chris and Betsy on right now, their end goal would be ours. We wish we didn't have to do this. Point blank. Yeah. And I'm, we're going to have them on this month. I know we are. We're, we're going to force them to be on, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did send them a message, so hopefully they respond. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I, I totally 110% agree with John and JJ on all that. Like, and, and it's not because they're my friends and brothers. It's because it's fucking true. I mean, if I didn't know them from fucking Adam or Eve, I'd be like, yeah, 100%. Look, uh, the only reason I still have a Facebook page is 
because about once every three weeks, a veteran, oftentimes it's a regular, but sometimes it's a new veteran, messages the PTS dog page and says, I need help. And so once a month, I can actually interact with somebody and it's either somebody who already has a dog who's, who's having issues or it's somebody who's looking for help and, and they tried the VA and the VA was like, we don't do that, you know. Um, and I've sent people to Jaeger. I've sent people to Tadsaw, uh, you know, and um, it, it's just that's the only reason there's still a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. There, Literally, the only reason I still have a PTS dog Facebook page is because at least once a month, I still have veterans who reach out. The only reason and Facebook changed all their fucking rules about two or three months ago. They changed how everything ran. And they started <laughs> dumping random douchebags into the PTS dog group. Yeah. Like just random people with, oh, that looks interesting. Click and it let them in. And so we were getting fucking rando, weird ass, just psycho ass clowns in the group. And so I had to take the group private. I adamantly refused to make the PTS dog group private for six years. Because I wanted, I wanted anybody to be able to access the accurate information provided there. But because Facebook just started dumping randos in there, I had to, and and there's no way you can turn that off. If you're not a private group, you can't screen who gets in the group. So I, I was forced to turn it private. Well, so now the issue is that while it was a public group, there were certain people who I will call unsavory actors who behaved themselves because anybody could see the way they behaved. But as soon as I turned it private, all of a sudden the service dog police started coming out of the woodworks in my group. I have booted no less. My, my mods and I have booted no less than a dozen people, including one that I personally was like, get her out of the group fucking now two days ago. And then I went on an epic rant uh, live in the group. Um, and what's funny is we kicked her out and I messaged her and told her why she was getting kicked out. And then Facebook again has changed everything. I made a post in the group as PTS dog, except whenever I post this PTS dog, it automatically posts to the page unless I go out of my way to change where the post goes and no, no warning. It just automatically reset to that. So I made a post that I thought was going to the group saying, you guys done poked a bear. I'll go live in half an hour and tell you what's going on. Well, that one on the main page. And this stupid Karen commented on that post. I feel like this group is nothing but drama. And I'm like, bitch, you're the drama. Anyway. <laughs> well, I want to go back and change. Literally, probably out of the last five, out of the last five administrative actions we took in that group, four of them were her. Anyway. Yeah, I do yeah. want to go back to change so, and again, change really quick, if, if you don't mind, because something happened recently this week and i heard it from uh layla nicolait who is the founder of the trafficking hub movement which is against porn hub not their porn but the fact that they are a literal trafficking hub as in non-consensual uh rape child exploitation trafficking the list goes fucking on and they're in court still uh, i think in canada undergoing heavy scrutiny. Uh, I think their CEO CEO or COO just stepped down because, you know, he didn't want to lie under oath. Um, but a huge step has happened 
for with Facebook and Instagram, they removed Pornhub's account on Instagram. 13 million followers, and they removed it. Finally. And, and I'm happy, 110%, because they were monetizing underage kids in videos on Pornhub. Visa and MasterCard, they are no longer working with Pornhub because of this. Obviously, it took them a while because they didn't want to see it. But enough people made enough fucking noise about it. And they were like, okay, we see the problems. We can't do this anymore. So they dropped them. Uh, major advertisers and a lot of other advertisers that I can't name off the top of my head um, have dropped Pornhub. So MindGeek, the whole, the the mother parent company, if you will, um, over Pornhub and what is it? Uh, X hamster and what's the other one? There's another one that's in that fucking group and like 50 million more, um, are all in court and losing a lot of shit. So I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, a few steps forward. I don't know a lot about, uh, the court process that's going on. So is this just to shut them down as companies or is this, to no. break open break open these things and, and find these so what it is is Pornhub knowingly allowed underage child sexual exploitation rapes etc 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 on their platform knowingly they allowed it they monetized it which makes Absolutely. them a part of of it it makes them a part of it and they and denied I understand it. all that so well, is is the court case looking to just shut them down as companies or is it looking to go deeper and actually like find where they're resourcing these uh, underage people from and shutting them down too? That's the thing, right? Like nobody wants to shut down porn. We don't care about the porn. We care about what they were doing and they're denying that they were allowing it. So I'm not sure exactly what the court proceedings are wanting to do now. The court proceedings came about because of victims asking their shit to be removed when they were of age and they found this stuff out. Right. Right. And the whole thing with Twitter, Twitter, not removing kids. And it ended up just breaking open a bunch of other stuff that was going on in there. Right. And one thing led to another and you've got this whole fucking floodgate opening up. Um, I think currently against Pornhub or MindGeek, I should say, because it's MindGeek, the the parent company. I believe there's like 200 and some victims. Don't quote me on that. That's not all of them. They do have proof. That's just who have filed for court proceedings, correct? Right. And they have proof that... I got to imagine there's so much more than that. Right. Well, in the last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken, and you can go to... um, I believe it's, yeah, it's, uh, let me make sure before I tell you wrong, um, blah, 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 Jesus Christ. There's too many links that I've got open. I'm sorry, people. Um, just, just search trafficking hub. If you look up trafficking hub, you can find all about this. Um, but I know for a fact that they found a couple 10,000s of victims at one point. Um, a few years ago when Pornhub said, we've got nothing like that on our servers. <laughs> they had 12 employees working two shifts. 
with millions of videos being uploaded per hour. And they were saying they were looking at all of them. So, yeah, obviously it was on the platform. But anyway, that's what I wanted to mention was Pornhub is now off of Instagram. Baboom. <laughs> anyway. A small victim towards uh, overcoming human trafficking, for sure. Um, right. But but what a what an epidemic of a problem it, yeah. it is, nation or globally. Yeah, know? I mean, and it's not just Pornhub, right? It's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's... Oh, it goes so much deeper than just social media platforms and websites, mm-hmm. you know? But that's where most of it's happening, right? Because, I mean, that's where most of the victims are going to well, be. That's what mo- most of it's monetized, yeah, is yeah. in those places. So, and... Facebook saying a few months ago, oh, we have put in things to stop this. And then all of a sudden, just, I think I posted about it. I can't remember. It was like a within the last month, this sex trafficking ring got caught on Facebook and Facebook hadn't removed them. And they had all these report, reports against yeah. them. And I'm like. Being as Zuckerberg is the king of the lizard people. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> king of the lizard people. There it is. He is. I do want to give a shout out. Lizard people. Hillary Clinton is the queen. (laughs) Queefing. Um, (laughs) I do want to give a huge shout out to everybody listening to that. We got Mirrors P down in the southern part of North Kaki Wacky. We got got Mr. Mayhem up. Go ahead. Do we still have a chat? Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've been trying to Google it for the past like ten minutes. I know I haven't done this. Like, I'm sitting here just talking into the void. I'm like, oh, people DVRadio.net. Click on the goddamn chat tab, you fucking asshole. Motherfucker. You beeping, whining dickwad. Jesus fuck That's it. I'm, I'm deleting this damn link. Fuck. Get, you guys get, don't play any Avril Lavigne. What am I supposed to get, do here? Look, get rid of the uh, oh, uh oh. get get rid of oh. the Jaeger Foundation emoji too while you're at it. Fuck him. <laughs> Remove him from the website. <laughs> fuck this guy. Um but but I want to give a huge shout out to Mirrors P down in the southern part of North Carolina. Old Mayhem up in Kakamo. <laughs> Uh, whoever's listening out in Texar, Kansas, Texas, Texar, Kansas, <laughs> over in Texas. Um, I, I, s- I don't know if this person's in Nevada or California, but you're on the border. I do know that. So <laughs> wherever the fuck you are <laughs> and whomever is up near Seattle. Thank you guys for listening tonight. I don't know if anybody else is listening. If you're listening, you're on a fucking VPN and I can't see your ass and that doesn't help our numbers. So go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, there are people listening. Yeah, two people listening tonight. Mayhem and Mercy. No, I'm joking. (laughs) If I say that, we are going to lose the other listeners we have. Reminds me of a movie they had like a bar band playing and they're like, thank you all for coming, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) There's a movie, uh, something about this alien who comes from outer space and he's dressed up like bucket head, head and shit like that. And all he does is sing folk songs and all. And he's supposed to destroy the planet. And then this other alien comes along and he is wanting to kill this alien because he hasn't destroyed Earth or whatever. And he finds out that it's the music that's keeping him from killing the whole fucking planet. Hey, Bob. 
It's some stupid ass movie on Netflix. That's all I remember. I, I was gonna say, what kind of weird streaming services are you subscribing to, man? <laughs> I didn't even watch it all. I watched like the first half hour, and I was like, all right, I can't Listen, anymore. Well, you know, you know how he was. You know how he's talking about Pornhub. What he watches is Cornhub. It's all. It's all. It's all movies and shit produced in Nebraska. Oh no, it's all about moonshine, dude. If it's Cornhub, it's moonshine. I don't know if it's still on Netflix anymore, but if you guys want to watch a really good B-rated movie, it's called Zombieters. Zombieters. Yes, it's exactly how it sounds. Zombie beavers. And it's hilarious. Well, I thought he said zombieters, not zombievers. Zombie, like the wood eating zombievers. Because I'm, th- I'm zombie thinking, beavers. I'm thinking, what the fuck are you beat up zombies for? Just fucking kill them. I'm telling you, hit, hit a joint, drink a glass of whiskey, and watch this movie. <laughs> Joints are legal in some places in the United States. It's oh, John. Well, come to Michigan, smoke a joint. Last time I seen watch this movie with me. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why? 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 Like, did you really just put a beaver in chat? Why? Of course. <laughs> Nevada, but too close to Cali for time, comfort. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> Shit, fucking New- North Carolina is too close to California. Right. Comfort. Right. It's like you could throw a rock and hit it nowadays. <laughs> or at least somebody that's in California. <laughs> anyway. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Uh John, do you want to switch gears? Oh, and but talk hey, about- hey, gas vehicles are gonna be illegal by twenty thirty two. So you know I was just gonna bring that up, man. <laughs> save that environment. One fuck. Wait, can we can we just talk about that they outlawed gas vehicles and then the next week told people to reduce Turn their electric consumption <laughs> and not charge their electric vehicles? Yep. But to give them credit, it's only during certain hours. Like you can do without a car during a certain hours. I don't know, man. I've seen this in the military a bunch. I feel like there's a couple departments just not fucking talking right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, being in the motherfucking middle of Iraq from 9 to fucking 1 o'clock every goddamn day, you can go fuck your goddamn self. Fuck not having a goddamn generator on at that time. But it's a dry heat. I used to want to punch people for that shit. Dude. I've been to Iraq. I felt the chafing. Shut up. Right. I felt that 145 degree dry fucking heat. Fucking dry heat, my ass. You want a dry heat, open your fucking oven. That's a dry heat. <laughs> Motherfuckers. Anyway, you want to switch gears and talk about the Jaeger Foundation since we've, you know, gotten rid of 99% of your audience already, John? Yeah, sure. I've heard of those guys. They're pretty good. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> the JaegerFoundation.org. You have to put the Jaeger Foundation and then dot org. It'll it's just come. It will. It'll come up some fucking stupid Japanese domain website thing to buy a domain. That's <laughs> cool. The Japanese are cool. But you told me that you wanted to talk about a few things. So first and foremost, what is the Jaeger Foundation for those that may not know? I mean, I feel like I should have this tattooed on my body by now, but. The Jaeger Foundation is a nonprofit organization we're based here out of Muskegon, Michigan, and our our mission is simple. We want to put service dogs in the hands of veterans and first responders with as little red tape as possible and 
optimistically at no cost to them. Obviously, we're still kind of in the in the startup phases. Um, we're learning a lot of things, so we may not be able to realistically fully cover the cost for every dog right now. But but man, we're going to get there someday, you know. But you're a nonprofit. You should be able to afford anything. Yeah, because that's how that works. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what. Happy. I just I show a little length at events and people just throw checkbooks at me. It's, right? It's awesome. That's what people think. They think every nonprofit is just fucking loaded. And I'm like, look, man, <laughs> unless you have like, oh, I don't know, Gary Sinise or somebody behind you. Right, right. That's not happening. Um, but but on a serious note. Um, I've emailed how, him a couple of times, by the way. No luck. Yeah, his managers fucking can kiss <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I better stop before we do completely ruin our outreach. No, no. <laughs> and all real, realistically, he seems like a good guy, but I'm sure the people running his yeah. shit, they, they have to feel shit. I yeah, get it's, that. It's the fucking managers. It's exactly what it is. I, I reached yeah. out to him. I reached out to uh, Lee Ermey before he passed away. Never got yeah, a response. And I, man, I was wanting him so bad. Mm-hmm. And we never got to get him on. Um micro if you're listening mike or anybody that can get in touch with micro before he fucking kicks the bucket please one of the few decent humans in this country he's the only decent motherfucker that's still in that fucking game dude what are you talking about um but no on a serious note with the jaeger foundation can you tell us about how many veterans you've helped thus far or is that something you're not comfortable telling people oh no no absolutely we're i mean i've I've got no problem talking about whatever we're doing um in fact we just brought jj just a full transparency we just brought jj on it's a good thing i promise he's he's a good guy Um, look i'm just that guy's a fucking bum what are you talking about he's one of our board members now and I'm just um, charges other veterans for his book. What the fuck? Yeah, hack. I love it. I'm, I'm just no, punching you in the balls, John. An incredible, uh, an incredible addition to our board, and uh, putting him in charge of education is probably one of the best decisions I've made for this organization because because he knows his stuff. You know, he's he's Wait. been through it. He trained his own Wait. service. Dog. Wait, yes? back it up. You put a Navy man in charge of the education. What the fuck's wrong with the name? You got a problem? Son? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's yeah. better than a fucking Marine. Listen, listen, I don't even like admitting I was in the Navy because I was a greenside corpsman, but when you start talking shit, I'm all Navy. Well, you got a problem? <laughs> I mean, I, I could understand, you know, like logistics or what you do, go army because you can't swim? Or, I'm just kidding. No, the whole chat's going to be wild with all two of you. <laughs> I went army because <laughs> because it was the quickest to enter, actually. <laughs> but no. Um, oh. So so what is going on with the veterans? Yeah. And stuff well, like you that? asked about numbers. Um, that's that's what I was. Yeah. We're up to I believe uh, twenty two veterans right now that we've helped okay. in the last three years since we started, which may not seem like a lot, but at seven thousand dollars a pop, which by the way is still like less than a th- or what it's like a third of the national average at this point. It's probably more now. I haven't looked in a couple of years. Uh, I should probably be keeping up with that, huh? Um, but realistically, <laughs> yeah. we've well, helped 22 people. And you know what? One. According one to, is an accomplishment uh, to me. According to the VA and, and the uh, the PAWS Act uh, and the Association of Service Dog Providers for Military Veterans, it's $25,000. Yeah, I was getting ready so. to say you could buy a brand new car for what you could train. They all service so dog. official, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that last one, JJ? The Association of Service 
dog providers for military veterans. Or as I Man, like to I call them. Like they sound official as they, shit. We should change our name. They, yeah, yeah. Guess what? They they basically came on the on on the uh, on the scene about three and a half, four years ago, declared themselves Me too. the well, <laughs> here's the thing they did. They declared themselves the authority on service dogs for for service members. And then they paid enough advertising dollars that somebody bought that line. Oh. And they managed to buy enough congressmen to get that see, fucking junk pause act passed. Oh, wait, see, that's you need to tell me they lobbied. It's all made to make money. Wait, you need that's to tell me they lobbied. The the right people, man. They lobbied I some could. congressmen? Oh, my God. They don't do yeah. that in America, do they? I knew I was doing this wrong. I should have lobbied some congressmen. Then I'd have all the money. Right? Yep. <laughs> hey, you know what you could do? You could hit up, uh, what's his name from... Uh, Bottle breacher, Eli Crane. You'd be like, hey, you know, Eli. I got to tell, I got to tell a funny story, actually. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you guys know because of my my time in church. I don't have a lot of faith in the government. Imagine that. What? But, yeah. Uh, I was up at Blessing to the Bikes up in Baldwin, and I'm not I'm not going to name any names of the politicians because I don't want that shit show falling on me. <laughs> but I had a, pol- uh, a local state politician that was running for Congress that ended up showing up at Blessing to the Bikes and coming up to my tent. And he asked something about, like, if there's one thing that that you could get out there and be known, what would it be? And I and I started out with, I shouldn't be here. My organization shouldn't be here. And I launched into a good half-hour explanation of, of why. And the look on his face told me he was listening intently. And, and I finally came out of that. And I was like, man, maybe... Maybe my message is just going to get somewhere important now, right? I know, so optimistic, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed sunshine on my ass. He got arrested like a week later for the January 6th riots and his connection to those. So that fucking proof. I just, man. Don't just get me up. started on that. By the way, just so everybody here knows, and I'm going to say it publicly after that, two nights ago, the black flag is going up on a flagpole outside. That speech, man. I don't know if I want to get into that too much, but getting... yeah, we won't yeah. go. We won't dive into that. But I'm just saying, I'm the the black flag's going up. I see a lot of division being sowed in our country on multiple platforms. I'll just say that. How's that? There's a lot of there's a lot of propaganda out there going on, whether it be foreign or domestic propaganda. That its sole purpose is to divide our nation. And what breaks my heart is that it's fucking. Well, but you know what? That feeds right into exactly what we're talking about because you just. Said- you spent a bunch of time talking to a political candidate who then got arrested for this fucking Salem witch trial going on in D.C. that is complete and utter fucking nonsense. And these regardless of your claiming, opinion, oh my goodness, I've been talking. I've been talking to the United States since December, since since Pearl Harbor. It's like no, it, it wasn't fucking downtown was fucking uh, bad, guys. Uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Fucking um, Wisconsin, you know, and and uh, Minneapolis and all those riots for the last two and Portland, a half years. Seattle. That was a fucking attack on a nation. Seattle, Portland. That, I apologize for going off on a, a nation on a tangent here, Bo. But uh, no, I'm just saying. I, I was, you know, I was talking to my wife about this the but, other day. But about, that's that's a direct effect on us, right? I was talking to my wife about the state of the country, and I was like, the best way I can describe it is, I feel like. I feel like there's two pilots in a, in a jumbo jet that are fighting up in the cockpit as the plane plummets to earth and we're just in the back going, wow, I'm so glad I got this window seat so I could see the engine on fire next to me. I just you thought know? Denzel Washington is in the good <laughs> pilot seat. 
I just I want Samuel L. Jackson on the plane personally. Flip that bitch upside down. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Flip it upside down and land that bitch. Motherfucking plane. Fucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Sadly, that's one Samuel L. Jackson movie I've yet to see. Um. Anyway, back to back. Back to, the Jaeger Fa- back to the Jaeger Foundation before we lose what few listeners we've got. Um, so, uh, it, you know what? It's it's kind of funny that your milestone right now is 22 veterans you've helped. Wow. You know, that, that hasn't hit me, and you're right. I was going to ask you. That is you, an incredible number. I was going to ask you if you've done anything for that since it's happened. Well, obviously you haven't because you're a dumbass. And I was say, he just realized it. Too busy right trying to keep shit afloat, man. I haven't even realized. Yeah. Na- Navy men <laughs> in education. Awareness month. Wow. And you know what? That's a. I gotta say, that's a wait, hell of an accomplishment for us. Wait, wait. What else is this month? Oink. It's, it's mental awareness month. Mental health awareness month. month. Oh, service dog. Yeah. yeah service dog. Service dog and suicide yeah. prevention. Yeah. Oh, that's look, what it is. look at that! Look at that, John. Damn. Talk about Navy education. Anyway, um, back to the Jaeger Foundation. I blame that on my public school education. <laughs> um, on a serious note, 22 veterans you've helped over three years? Yeah. Yeah, we started in 2019. And, and I do want to mention that we started at the beginning of the pandemic. And, and I think that was uh, an advantage and a disadvantage. A disadvantage because obviously resources, events, shit like that was out of the fucking question, man. Yeah. But I, I will mean, say this is as, as a nonprofit organization starting out, we had no assets that were yeah. at risk. We had nothing we had to worry about making payments on and stuff like that, that that would shut down the foundation because we weren't able to go do events and bring money and things like that. So I think that was a benefit as well. Um, but, but I, we, I mean, we were still at a disadvantage with coronavirus, and I, I want to give props to my people, everybody that's helped me along the way, every single one of them. I don't care if they left on bad blood, good blood, whatever. Um, they, they've all helped us get where we are and to help those 22 veterans away, uh, 22 veterans to come off that edge. And I got to say, even one, even one is an accomplishment. Yeah. I could shut the doors tomorrow and be happy with our first and yeah, sleep at night, knowing that we did good in the world, you know? Yeah, it's. I think that's the same way all of us look at DV Radio or anything that we do. Absolutely. That helps yeah. veterans and their families and, and stuff like that. If something were to happen and we all had to shut down, like you said, tomorrow, we'd done what we wanted to at least, right? So, we did. We did. And, and it's not about the numbers. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, why do you care about numbers? I don't care about the numbers as much as I care about the new people that you know, are listening. I'll correct you know, we do care one. about the numbers. We want to get that 22 right. a day down to zero. Well, that's but what we I'm, also have to be realistic for our own mental health. Right. That's what I was getting at. I mean, yeah. I don't care if we're on Joe Rogan's level, but I do care that there is a number out there that is listening that's mentally getting mental help, getting emotional help, laughing, forgetting their bullshit that's happened in the past or the week or not drinking or not doing fucking drugs or whatever. Like that, that's what we do. Let me put this message out there for anybody listening. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who you are. I don't know what branch you were in. I don't give a shit, but I do know that there is help out there. There are people that want to help. If there is me and JJ and Bo and Oink 
And everybody, I'm sorry, everybody that's here that wants to help you people, help veterans, you people, I said it. <laughs> what you mean, you veterans, imagine how I've many more they're out there. Just because you're not seeing them on social media that's being suppressed, just because you're not seeing them on the media that's controlled by, by our whatever now. Wait, 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 John, before you go any further, if you haven't seen him yet, uh, go to dvradio.net, click on the store tab under topics, click on Sergeant Wardog, and you can sync him. Go on, John. <laughs> <laughs> my, my point is, is that we are all of us. We're all out there. There are people out there. There are organizations out there, small nonprofits that want to help you, that want to help you search for them, look for them. You are not alone out there. And if you feel alone, reach out, reach out to us. We'll put you in contact with or We'll help you find organizations in your area. We will do what we can to keep you from being one of those 22. Know that we are passionate about that, and we are here. John, since you've helped 22 veterans and they're $7,000 a pop, um, you've obviously made some money. Well, I mean, we're a nonprofit, so no. <laughs> that's my point. That, that, that's my um, point. So I, I will say this. we I had a lady. Her name. I'm going to name drop her. Her name's Martha. Hey, Marcia. She runs, she runs Kent County Veteran Services here out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And and I've got to give her mad pops because we didn't even reach out to her. We were just starting. She actually called me, contacted me because she had heard about our organization and what we do. And she brought me to her office and she sat me in her chair and said, what do you guys do? So I explained it as best as I could. And she goes, I want to give you guys some money to help our Kent County vets in that way. And that's literally what they did. They give us a grant every year for $100,000, give or take, depending on the year, depending on what their millage can allow, whatever, that allows us to cover the veterans in Kent County. Unfortunately, that only covers the veterans in Kent County. Can you imagine what I could do if I could get a grant like that from every county in the country? Man, (laughs) we wouldn't have any issues. I'd have a dog in the hands of every veteran. And they would like, have a sense of purpose. And, I, I would still be oh, fucked so, in the head. We'd, we'd have yeah. some issues, all right? But my point <laughs> in that is is that, uh, honestly, if it wasn't for Kent County believing in us, I don't know that we'd even be where we are today. Well, yeah, that was you my know? point with, you know, um, your, your spiel about helping everybody is you guys don't make a dime. As, just like us, we don't make a dime. You no. do it. Well, I'm sure you can vouch for this. We've all put more money into these organizations than <laughs> we could probably afford to. Dude. But we believe in this cause. We believe in our causes. Dude, I don't want to look at my bank statement and add up the amount of money I put into radio and phone. Oh, my God. I'm not but I, will, but I will tell you all this, and I'm sure I speak for everybody in here, that we would gladly put our money to all of these, this, these yeah. things, these organizations, these people, and live in a car- cardboard box because of these decisions, knowing that it helped another veteran. Yeah, I mean, I've helped what's high, wood turning. I mean, I, 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 I can go down the list of how many people I've helped. Like, okay. My mother-in-law, it, Ashes, is in one of his pieces right now. That's awesome. That's one of the best purchases I've ever made. Oh, I made a big purchase for JJ, and we ain't going to talk about that one. <laughs> is it a fertility sculpture? I think like you'd buy a fertility No, sculpture. we ain't going to talk. I wanted him to do it, though. That won't get me very far. No, nah, man. So, like, he kept talking about this one thing he wanted to get and wanted to keep doing, and I wanted to see him do it because they, they were – I knew he could do better Did than all these other balls, people. JJ? What? 
you know balls, JJ? He's like, I want to make this. Oh. And you're like, no balls. <laughs> sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Sent me the shit to make it. Yeah, that's, I literally. That's how you get good artists, though. I, I think it was what, like four hundred bucks, right? Like three, four hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and he was like, "Dude, don't do that." I was like, "It's already done." <laughs> like four hundred dollars. That was a really big sculpture, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then the other day, he, she said, "Well, the other day he kept talking about this, these other things he wanted, and I was like, dude, put them on your wish list, and if you can't get them, I'll get one one month and get another one the next month." And he was like. Silent. He's not said anything since then <laughs> about it because <laughs> he knows I'll fucking do it. And I'm like, dude, you need it, get it. Like, but no, that you're you're exactly right. We do this selflessly and selfishly at the same time. We we don't want anything out of it, but we do want to help people. Oh no 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 no! I've got to stop you there. That's not accurate. Uh, I I have corrected people in telling them that this is not a completely selfless act for me. That's my work and I do it selfishly. Or this is not a self a selfish act for me. Or selfless. It's selfless. I, I get it's partly it. selfless and partly selfish. Correct. That's this what helps I was in my mental stability. Right. This helps give me a sense of purpose. <laughs> I, I'm not just doing this for everybody else. I'm I'm a hundred percent honest. I've never bullshitted anybody in their life. I'm not just doing this for everybody else. Yeah. I do this for my own self. Of, of, of worth sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. I, your purpose, I, I came out of the military as a, I don't know if you guys know a lot about my history, but I came out of the military as a greenside corpsman with the Marines of medic. And, uh, I went into fire and EMS. I was working at ERs, man. I was in the top of my game. And in 2014, I got diagnosed with leukemia out of fucking nowhere. Dude. And I went through three years of chemo and I beat it. Thank the fucking Lord. Um, but it, it ruined my ability to do those jobs anymore. Uh, I'm 100% disabled to the VA now. Um, and I was, I was losing it. And I had a dark year there where at the end of that year, I finally decided I, I needed some help. And I reached out and looked at getting a service dog. And that's what kind of spurred this whole thing. Um, so I, I, I apologize, but I do got to correct you. This isn't a selfless act for me. This is good for my mental health, too. Because it allows me to keep putting that energy and that want to care for my veterans and my people. And it allows me to continue to put that into action. Well, if you'd let me finish, I was trying to say it's partly selfless. It's partly selfless and partly selfish in the fact that we don't want anything in return or we don't care to have anything in return. But we do want people to, one, be good in life have good Absolutely. mental stability, emotional stability, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but it is also our therapy and the fact that it keeps us fucking from killing one another. Um, <laughs> yeah. But but it is that sense of purpose that many veterans feel that they don't have. And I'm not saying everybody go out so, there and make a podcast or everybody go out there and start a nonprofit <laughs> or blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, no, it's not even that, right? It's, it's really not even that, but find something that you're good at or that occupies your brain or that makes you happy. And I'm not saying addictions as, as, yeah, as far as alcohol and drugs, don't, I'm not talking about that bullshit. I'm talking about good shit, productive shit. Um, and if it's going out to your VFW and fucking volunteering and helping them or something like that, that's, it's, it's, it's our purpose, right? So, um, so let's talk about this a little bit because I believe there's a gap 
between when people get out of the military and they yeah. go into civilian life and that, that, that transition. And I've seen it personally. I had, yep. uh, I had a, a friend of one of my board members come home. <clears throat> um, he was in Afghanistan. His unit got hit with an ID, him and three other people. Uh, two of them unfortunately lost their lives. One of them ended up in the hospital. He ended up in the hospital too, but was able to come home on medical leave and made it out alive. Uh, but man, he was fucked up. Mm-hmm. He was really fucked up. And what we found out is he came home on, on medical and uh, they, his medical separation, I think, was pending or whatever. Um, so until he got released from active duty, basically, there was this gap where the VA couldn't help him until he was released from active duty. And that took a good like three or four months. So I had this. Not, OK, first of all, he was like 20. He wasn't even 21. He was like 20 years old, came home after just getting blown up, losing two of his uh, fellow service members. And the VA was like, sorry, man, we can't touch you. Where is he supposed to go? Who's he supposed to reach out to? And and you all know the separation briefings and shit like that aren't near good enough to prepare a military member for going into the civilian life. I think the so worst, no I think one of the worst anything. ones too was the fucking... The med board, fuck the med board on all fucking levels. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, I can't between they, the phone calls. And, and that's he was telling me that and, too. They treat you like you're just a broken tool. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. you're a shovel that they were just using that just broke, and they just Let, really quick, John. Good night, Miss P. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we love you. Okay, back to you, John. Hey, Sorry. you're on coast. <laughs> Roger. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that's my point. There's this there's this huge gap that that as a, as a foundation, I felt a responsibility to fill. You know, mm-hmm. so um, I've I've put out some of my board members and members of my organization just to we've gotten calls in the middle of the night where they're like, I'm sorry, I don't know where to turn, and I'm like, Well, why don't we come there and, and just sit down and talk, and we can figure out where we can turn. Yeah. You know. Um, and that's not a, we're a service dog organization, man. I never in a million years thought, dreamed that I would be at someone's house an hour away at two o'clock in the morning, talking them off the ledge, man. Dude. But, it, but it's you happening. Be, you you, you better watch, you better watch, you better watch that. Mayhem might call you in the cockamoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but, you know, it's funny talking about cockamoo. I mean, I actually had a friend back there in Illinois, which is like right there on the state line of Illinois and Indiana. Uh, reach out on Facebook saying, Hey, my son just separated from the military. He has no one to turn to. Right. And the town I grew up from was, you know, not a military town. So, you know, he's having a separation anxiety. He doesn't know who to talk to, who to reach out to. And I was like, by all means, here's my name and number, you know, and there was like three other veterans that said and stepped up right away. And I'm talking, you know, ages probably from 65, I'm, you know, 47. And there's another young guy that's in there with him as well. And we're like, dude, we're here. We've yeah. been down those steps. We know what you're going through. Separation sucks. So, you know, that, that camaraderie has gone and you don't know who to turn to or, or, you know, ask even for help if he had to. Exactly. And my, my whole point in all this is that the, the federal government, the military, all that, they don't do a good enough job in that transition period. So who does it fall on? Well, naturally, because of the culture that we've, we have been put, put into, we take care of each other, man. We shouldn't have to, but we do. That being said, John, JJ, 
I think it was first sergeant who said that they were doing a new thing for service members in and getting out. What was that called? Do you remember? Oh man, I can't what, remember what it was called. Was it Purple yeah, Shield doing, or something like that? Per, per, yeah, something like Purple Shield or that might have been it. It was Purple something. Yeah, but purple they are reserve. trying to. They are purple trying reserve. To that's it. Purple that. reserve. And it was based off of uh, yeah. uh, what the, the the Leos are going through. The Blue Courage. Yeah, uh, which I think is also a phenomenal thing for those uh, Leos that are out there. You know, same thing. You know, p- dealing with the PTSD. You know, and just the different things that they see on a daily basis. Yeah, and he had he had yeah. actually joined right before he basically left. Um, it was one of his last things he done, and it was exactly what we you were literally just talking about because we talked about this at length, and we talked to him about it because he was telling us. Um, the real side of the military in today's generation, as opposed to what we see in the media. And it was just a completely fucking 180. Um, and he mentioned that and we were just, I think we all are still in awe that that's actually a thing and, and happening. And I got to give them props for actually doing something. Now what it becomes, we don't know yet. Obviously it's the military who knows it's going to have 50 million fucking reiterations before, say, yeah. <laughs> before it's active. The military is in charge of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I'm not holding my breath, but at the same time, we're making a step closer to what we've been fucking preaching about for how many decades. I mean, fuck. And it, it took a fucking act of, of the, the PAC act to, to fucking add the Vietnam air veterans into the VA system. Like it shouldn't, but it did like, it's a few decades too late right right i mean most of them are either dead or dying i mean it's the truth Um, well that's why they waited so long exactly and and, i mean seriously that's why they waited so long because when they're dead then they don't need benefits and i I can't stand the people that are like well they're doing stuff about it now they shouldn't have to do stuff about it now it should have been fucking go-getter from day one, it shouldn't have been a, a question. Like it, it should have already been implemented on day one, but they don't want to look at it that way. Um, and I'm not saying everything's perfect from day one. Obviously it isn't. It's not going to be. It's just like making a video game. You're not going to have every fucking bug fixed on fucking launch day. It's just not going to happen, especially in today's world where you need it here and now. Um, but the fact that the VA and exiting service is still a transitional mind fuck for lack of a better term. And it is failing the soldier or the soldiers, even though a lot of it is on the individual. How, how how easy, let me ask you, how easy is it for you to Google something when you get out of service? It's not go to the VA.gov website right now. Go fucking find something specific within five seconds because that's what you're going to do on Google. You're going to search something and expect something in five seconds. It's not going to happen. Yeah, DD214, sure. Let's not even talk about Google's add and search algorithms that screw all that shit up too. Yeah. You know? (laughs) that's, That's the other thing. People see something on Google search search engine because it's advertised and they're like, oh, well, if it's advertised and Google's advertising it, it must be safe and it must be reputable. No, 
Not the case. It's usually some Joe Schmo in his fucking basement making a goddamn blog. Or a lawyer making a blog on his law on his law firm website. That's basically it. I mean, how many ads have you seen about the fucking 3M earplugs on Facebook oh, in the last year and a half? Fuck me. You know how many of those I've had to fucking do the um, not relevant or whatever the thing is to keep them off? Like, and they still fucking pop up. And I'm like, shoot me already. Fucking shoot me. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done. I lost Am my Am I the only one that likes to go into the comments on those just to see? Once see in that. a while, I will. And it's <laughs> fucking, it's fucking great. Cause you can tell who's a veteran and who's a civilian. Oh and it's, it's like, this is the greatest it's fucking. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Jaeger Foundation for the third time. Um, <laughs> what? I think I want to talk about this one. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, we, we've already said fuck your, your, your fan base. They've, they've tuned out already. Um, so what changes have happened with Jaeger Foundation since you were last on, I believe your actual last show that you were, fo- where it was focused solely on Jaeger Foundation was back in August of 2020. So since then, this is se- the first week of September. So basically two years to the, to the month. Yeah. What has changed since then for Jaeger Foundation? Oh my gosh, everything. Uh, but just a few things. Um, one of the most notable is I've stepped down as a, as a CEO running the day-to-day operations and I've stepped back to a chairman of the board position to, to kind of steer, steer the ship per se. Um, and I've put in a, a CEO uh, named Miranda Mercer, and she's a Navy veteran who was, uh, uh, was in crypto for a long, uh, a long time in her career. And man, she has got, got a drive and a passion for this that, that I didn't think I'd ever find in anybody else but myself. And I keep getting surprised because I find people like JJ, obviously, and you guys. But um, to have somebody that I actually went to high school with her, you know, and I never would have thought in a million years because we weren't even friends or anything <laughs> It's cool, but I never thought in a million years I'd have her running my organization and have full trust in her to take it where I feel it, it can really go, you know. Um, but she's she's already doing amazing things, and and uh, her passion for this is is rivaled only by my own, I think. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a great thing. We've made a lot of changes. We've brought on some new board members like JJ, uh, people with with knowledge and direction and resources that I just don't have but that are necessary to make this organization successful. I very quickly, I've had a a couple different mentors in bringing up this foundation. And uh, one of them is a a local gentleman named Greg, who um, told me something one day that really stuck with me. And that's the best thing you can do for your organization is to recognize your own weaknesses and put people on your board who can fill those weaknesses. So since I last talked to you, that's been my goal is putting people in those uh, aspects, who can fulfill those weaknesses? Greg, for one, has experience running administratively, running nonprofit organizations, and has really tightened things up for me. JJ has the lock on the education aspect of service dog training and, and raising and being a handler team, and I need that. I need that. So I brought him on as a, as a board member, and it was, again, probably one of the best decisions I've made for this organization. And I, I really believe that the people I'm bringing in and putting in these board positions are going to take us to that national level where we really want to be. That's awesome. Like, I, I, I can't say anything more. Um, 
with all the board changes, what has changed for Jaeger Foundation's um, format, if you will, as far as the dog training and the veterans and stuff of that nature? Uh, honestly, it's all been good. We, we've gotten more organized. The best way I can explain it is because when I started this organization, I have zero, zero business, knowledge, training, uh, college degrees, nothing. Um, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Look, I would tell you, you all right now listening, this motherfucker <laughs> like was so unorganized. He made <laughs> us look good. Like, yeah. And that's, I, that's, I had no idea what I was doing. I had a purpose. I had an idea. I had a direction mm-hmm. and honestly, I fucking winged it. And did, I did created any, this loose, like clay ball of a foundation over the last three years. Did anything that we helped you with, cause we did help you there a little bit as far as not really resources, but guiding in a non-profit way. Oh, oh um, my gosh. Just, just the, the reach you guys gave me in resources, connecting me with Tad saw and organizations like that has enabled me to help our veterans better. The people that come to us, because we're a big believer. Good. This isn't a competition. Yeah. We're not here for the fucking fame. We're not here to go, Oh, look how many veterans we're helping. That's a great <laughs> number. It is. But if there's other organizations out there that can help our clients faster than we can, right. we are doing them a disservice by not sending them there. Right. 100% agree. And I, I think that's how it should be with any market in, in the Absolutely. business, in the business realm, but that's not going to happen, obviously. Um, now you, you know, did something funny. Something funny is that uh, something Chief uh, Yushifer said is that uh, there's competition just in the Gulf region where he's at with Change Unchained. There's egos involved in fighting human trafficking. Jesus. <laughs> it, it, with the nonprofits. It's like, Come on. What, why, I'm not kidding. I believe it. I believe There's no room for that no, shit. That's not mm. the attitude to have. That's yeah. Why are how why are you competing with each other? That's the fight not what is you're hard enough on its own. Do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, I look it. at if it. You, you know what? If you are starting a nonprofit, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, talking about competition. Every time I see like one comedian try to blow up another comedian in a in a negative light, I'm like Motherfucker, you all do the same goddamn job. You make everybody fucking laugh. Stop being a little bitch and fucking get on the same goddamn level. Because you are on the same motherfucking level. That's it. There is no, oh, he talked about transgenders. Oh, he talked about women. Oh, she talked about men's dicks. Who fucking cares? They're making people laugh. Who the fuck cares? It's it's not a competition. It's not. It really isn't. I, I'll assure you. I, I promise you. Because we're all going to laugh if you're actually fucking funny. If you're not, we're going to let you know. <laughs> Point blank. <laughs> Look at Amy Schumer. Not a funny fucking woman at all. <laughs> Nowhere fucking near it. No, I don't want to look at Amy Schumer. I just don't want to look at her. No. I honestly can't stand her. I can't. I. Everybody's like, it's because my eyeballs first. Everybody's like, oh, she's female. You don't like her. No, she's fucking stupid and dumb and not funny. Who's the, uh, who's the bigger lady that does all the movies and... Gosh, she reminds me of welfare. It's just stupid comedy, you know? Melissa McCartney? Yes, she does. I fucking love her, dude. <laughs> dude. 
first time I ever seen her, I was like, who is this? And she was doing some fucking stage stand-up. I forget uh, where I it was. I feel there is a place for slapstick comedy, but there's, oh, yeah. a, there's also a point where it's too far and it's just kind of lame. And I feel like that's where she, I'm probably going to get so much shit for this. But <laughs> I love slapstick. I'm going to tell you right I now. Emails now in the Jaeger Foundation and back where, Melissa's a gem. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> Look, I love me some slapstick. Fucking, fucking Three Stooges, the Marx Brothers. Oh, I love the Three Stooges. Dude. Don't get me wrong. That was slapstick comedy. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. Benny Hill. I say as I'm 30 years old. <laughs> I, I like me some vaudeville, too. I fucking Abbott yeah. Costello. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yo, special effects back in, in the time of that was, was on a whole nother level. Oh, dude, just watch the Marx Brothers mirror act. Watch that. That's some fucking special effects where you're like Charlie Chaplin in the what? train scene. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> or uh ah uh, wow, fuck. We, we got way off. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I need to stop. I'm I'm just, I just went down a rabbit hole in my own mind. Oh, and I was like, talking film now. Sorry guys. <laughs> um just, Welcome to the Bowen John Fincher. <laughs> hey, we can do it. Uh you did mention <laughs> you did mention in uh the pre-show that now and and going from here on on forward, positive reinforcement training only with the Egger Foundation. Can you explain that for those listening and why you chose that? Yeah, but listen, man, I thought what we talked about in pre show was like confidential. I mean, if you're gonna keep look, calling me out on shit, <laughs> look, look, when your wife walked into the room, we stop. All right, we stop. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, this is going to be a really another honest conversation because um, I, I believe in that. You know, as an, as an organization, we, we're, we're no better than you guys. We're all veterans, too. You know, we struggle. We have our, our faults. We have our, our faults and everything. And we had a very uh, honest subcommittee conversation on our training and everything. And I, I had to ask myself, um, because I was originally trained on a prong, prong collar and a, a shot collar with Jaeger, and I know not all of you must will agree with that. Um, I, I, and, and just as a disclosure, I, I usually only use the vibration on Jaeger unless he's like running out in the road or something, which is never because he's he's really good at what he does. Um, what? But my point was is wait, that like wait, could I wait vibration? Well, yeah, it vibrates. Yeah. So you're the only one that went there. <laughs> it's, my, it's my dog, man. <laughs> Literally the only one who went there. Really? I had a very honest conversation with, with that subcommittee, and it was, um, it started with myself. Do I, can I honestly say that I have 100% always been in control of my emotions when using that prong collar or shot collar with my dog. I have PTSD, man. No. The answer is no. I have not been in control of my emotions 100% of the time when correcting my dog. So with that in mind, um, man, we, we, we really had to look at what we were doing training-wise and realize that ethically we needed to be better. So we made the decision as an organization to move forward with positive uh, reinforcement-only training. And, and I think that's that's the way to do it. You have to take an honest have, look at yourself. A, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't have a lot to do with that. But oh man, JJ was a huge advocate. 
and and the, the source of knowledge that came from JJ in that meeting was was uh, indispensable. But you know, you're exactly right, and that's that's why positive reinforcement. I feel, especially for PTSD service dogs, but any service dog, I think it's really important because here's the question I ask: is if you have a service dog with whom you have to use a shock collar or a prong collar in order to keep them in line in public. Is that actually a suitable dog to be a service dog and have public access? Mm-hmm. And, and, and ethically, I think the answer to that question is no, you need a dog that, that is there and performing its duties because it desires to not because it's afraid not to. And, uh, well, you you used a term that really uh, hit home, and I'm, I'm trying to remember. It, it was basically him knowing when to disobey or not. Oh yeah, intelligent disobedience. Yes, I mean that's yes. yeah, yeah, and that's just it. Is uh, you know one of the ways that I have discovered that a service dog works best for post traumatic stress is when. I am having when I'm having issues when when PTSD is driving not me. I am not in the proper state of mind to give my dog reasonable commands. Absolutely. Okay. For example, for example, if I'm starting to freak out because something's occurring in front of me, my dog tries to push me away. My immediate response is to freak out about what's going on in front of me, not listen to my dog pushing me away. So I'm going to tell him to stop it. So a dog that's trained to fear reprisal, if it doesn't obey, will stop and you will continue to ramp up and freak out over whatever it is that's setting you off. And I can 100% vouch for that. I don't know Whereas, how many times I've been in crisis and have yelled at Jaeger for doing his job. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't register with me that he's doing his job. Yeah. Whereas with Skeeter, never used prunk, never used any kind of adversive device with him, never hit him, never did any of that stuff, right? With Skeeter, if he starts shoving me away from something, I stop and I go, why is he trying to get me away from that? What's going on? What's my reaction? See, he taught me through intelligent disobedience to check in with myself and figure out what it was in the environment that was triggering a post-traumatic stress-driven response. And so I, as a human being existing with post-traumatic stress, have come light years from where I was when I started training him because I learned how to do self-assessment and then make a decision based on how to alleviate whatever stress factor was around me. And, and that's, I think one of the primary ways of post-traumatic stress disorder service dog, a PTS dog works is they get your attention away from the stressors and focused on the dog. And you spend so much time trying to get your, get your dog back in line. Like, Hey, why are you pushing me? Why are you pushing me? Hey, Hey, watch me. See, so then all of a sudden my attention, whatever the stressor is that's setting me off, and I'm focused on my dog. It's a use, it's a powerful tool. It's distraction from whatever's going on. And and by the time you're focused on your dog, first you're figuring out, well, the dog's screwing up. What's up? Why is the dog screwing up? And your attention's drawn away from whatever the stressor is. All of a sudden, the stressor doesn't exist. You're just working with your dog. And, and, and again, you know, when 
that doesn't work. And when post-traumatic stress responses take over, I'm not in a mindset to safely administer corrective devices to my dog. Well, how? Even even without the corrective devices, yank it on a chain. Even without the corrective devices, you're barely in a mindset to make commands, proper commands. Yeah, yeah. That's where you have to be able to trust your dog. One of the biggest. Yeah, that's the one of my mantras: is trust your dog. That's one of the things I tell people in PTS dog group. Trust your dog. Trust your dog. Learn how to trust your dog. If you don't learn how to trust your dog. And and although it's not illegal and it doesn't violate the law, did we lose him? Sounds like it. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's, I was going to say. I hope that wasn't just me, but it no, doesn't seem no. like it is. Yeah, we lost no. you there for a minute. <laughs> but I think that there's just a lot of there are a lot of people who. Uh, are just they're not getting the full benefit of their dog because they're so focused on they're so focused on on oh the dog can't do this and the dog can't do that and the dog can't your dog has to do this and the dog has to do that and they're missing they're and and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make sure that your dog far supersedes the requirements of the law however the law has a lot of deep of uh elbow room I'll call it a lot of room for behavior for a reason, because what a bomb dog handler might consider misbehavior out of his bomb dog might be life-saving behavior in a service dog. Yeah. A a real good case in point. It happened to me and I don't remember it because I was out of it as far as, being mentally here and it was back when I was having my really bad kidney problem. I have kidney problems as far as stones and stuff, but it was really bad a few years ago and I had a kidney stone did not know it. And the ammonia in my blood built up to the point where I was basically delirious and didn't know where the fuck I was and shit like that. Um, which sounds funny now. Uh, but Daisy, my dog kept getting up on the chair and nudging at me and, and shit like that. And I don't remember none of this. My mom told me all about this. And I kept like trying to shove her away and raise my voice at her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, finally, my mom was paying attention and she kept nudging on my right side. Come to find out, I had a, God, how big was that motherfucker? I think it was like 12 millimeters or some shit. Size kidney stone in my kidney and had we not known that <laughs> if she hadn't have done that we had we wouldn't have known that was something wrong like that's that's when we started paying attention and my mom would basically look for her I don't want to call it signals but her actions towards me when I was going off the rails as far as medically. Um, and we never trained her. She trained herself. And if it wasn't for her, I can't tell you how many times over the years, I think me and Oink, Oink and JJ had talked about this just behind closed doors a few times. I probably would have been way worse in either 
ended up worse or not gotten to the ER quick enough or something like, you know, and Dog, it, dogs are smart, man. Oh yeah. I, I, I can vouch for this cause, uh, Jaeger in particular, um, he knows when I'm getting worked up far, far before I do. Mm-hmm. But in the same day, we'll turn around in a, at the fucking hardware store and knock a whole row of drill bits off the shelf. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, it's like Daisy now. I think she knows when something's wrong with me. Obviously, she does. But she'll do these little things where she nudges me and like wants to jump up a, up in my lap, and I can't really take a dog her size in my lap <laughs> these days. Um, but when she does it, I it hits me and I'm like, oh, something must be wrong. And it may not be something bad, like horrible, but it's enough for her to be like, hey, you need to get this checked out or you need to calm something, something, you know. Um, yeah, that I, I love that. I love that you've completely transitioned, if you will, into positive reinforcement. That's... Yeah. Matt, Matt, 44, I see, I see your comment and reading it here. Um, I, I gotta say in my experience, I've actually seen dogs with absolutely zero training that respond like service dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a friend, Kaylee, who's got a pit bull, which I love pitties, man. They're, they're natural nanny dogs are so, so loving. And that dog is her service dog with zero training. And obviously, uh, she keeps them in the house, you know, um, it, it's an official service dog. But for her in that home, that's her service dog. And yep. he's had zero training. It's just a natural affinity for him. That's how Daisy is. I mean, like I said, if, if it hadn't been for her, quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, some of them, it just comes naturally, man. It's amazing mm-hmm. to see. It really is. And you know, so Mac I, 44, I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you had your lab there. You know, I think I attribute a bit of what Daisy has learned to the fact that she was there when I first got sick. Cause she was, she, we got her as a puppy before I got really bad off. And when I was crawling from the bathroom back to my bedroom, she knew something was wrong and she was maybe five months at that time. And she was whining the whole time and and kept nudging me then, which looking back on it, she was like, motherfucker, go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Um, But back to Jaeger Foundation for the fourth time. Um, (laughs) Oh, for five. That's my cool today. (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, Well, one thing thing we do need is we've got special farces coming up. That's what I was getting ready to go to, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have like the comedians on Twitter or anything, but one thing we do need now is donations, not necessarily just money, but we do a silent auction during special farces as well. And so uh, I'm donating a piece. Um, I'm not sure. What is Chris from uh, K-Bar sending up? Soap or I think he's sending soaps like a six pack of frat silent on that'd be awesome. Uh, I hit up uh he did um I mean he did contact us. Uh not oh. Miranda, um uh uh I think we're losing you here in there, JJ. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It's every couple of words now, brother. Let, yeah. let, let John uh, for, talk about for, this for a second. For those of you that don't know, Special Farces is a, is an annual comedy competition that we've put on as the Jaeger Foundation every year here in, in Michigan. 
Um, and basically we just bring in a bunch of regional comics and they fight for the right to say they're the best comics. Uh, a couple of us from local nonprofit veteran organizations uh, judge it and, and award a winner. They get, I mean, probably like 500 bucks and the rest comes to, to the Yeager Foundation. Um, where our biggest thing is we, we do a silent auction during that time. We could really use donations for silent auction items. I don't care if they're they're uh, your your small business that you run out of your home or a corporation that you know of that could help us. Send them our way. We could use the small uh, the silent auction items because every penny of that goes to us uh, helping put a dog in a veteran or first responder's hands. And again, that's called the Special Farces Comedy Competition. Just yes, so sir. everybody knows, that's not a misprint. And it, um, and it takes place on uh, November 5th. We just, we don't have times and stuff like that set quite yet. November 5th, special farces comedy competition by the Yeager Foundation. Okay, so we need to get ready for that. God damn you motherfuckers. Always wait until the last motherfucking minute. Jeez. Not two months. God damn. <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, no, I, I love that you guys are still doing that. I didn't know if you guys were doing that this year or not. And I'm glad you yeah, actually brought it up. Yeah, that's been one of our uh, our regular events that we've been at. I don't think we're getting rid of that anytime soon because it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've got to say we've had some probably really bad moments. <laughs> if you want to hear about it, I'd, I'd be happy to tell. But Well, really quick, do you guys <laughs> do it only in person or do you uh, video cast it anywhere? Yeah, we, we're, we're not at the point where we're video casting it quite yet, um, but that's not a bad idea. I think we'll, we'll aim for that in the future. Uh, but yeah, so far it's just a, a local event that we do. But we usually have a packed house. It's usually a good turnout. If you need anything video casting, uh, let me know. I got, I, I got some people and some people that know some people that do some things. You know a guy who knows a guy? Maybe. Um, <laughs> do you want to tell us about one of the bad things that's happened at the Special Farces Comedy Competition? Yeah, it's, it's kind of a funny story, and, it, and I will never tell it outside of TV radio. So so I hope none of you are recording and sharing this. But Oh, definitely sorry, don't sorry record this for a podcast. <laughs> um. So our first year doing this, and uh, we actually had another local organization called 92 for 22, and, and, and that's their, their straight outright mission is to fight the 22 a day. We love we those been, guys, just so everybody they're knows. They're so awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ken and Brad do amazing things with yep. that organization, and just that whole team over there is incredible. We work in, uh, hand in hand with them with a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff we can't handle, we, we send over 92, 92 for 22. Um, anyway, so we, we had a comedian come up after just after 92 for 22 had gone on stage and talked a little bit about their organization, and this guy was telling suicide jokes. And in the middle of his set went, wow, I can really tell that the crowd isn't, uh, isn't taking this real well, but fuck it, I'm going to keep going. And kept going. Oh, my Man, God. Man, it was, it was not good. Wow. <laughs> I was... Uh, I mean, <laughs> look, I love me some Jimmy Carr. I, I love, love me some dark Rick, humor. Don't get me wrong. Right. Man. I love me some Ricky Gervais. Like, There's look, a line, man. I, I am and, not. And, and not only that, read the crowd, man. If you, if you're in the middle of your set and you're going, wow, you all hate this. You probably shouldn't keep going. Right. Look, I'm not going to tell you outside of 
you know, what we do here or if we've got something like this going on. I'm not going to tell you not to tell that joke. But if if we got that competition going on at that time, I'm going to be like, look, don't do no fucking suicide jokes or you're going to get Clinton. All right. That's all I'm saying. Right. (laughs) Delete his emails. Right. Like, (laughs) look. I'm not. I'm not saying I, I like them, and I'm not saying I, I, I yeah. hate them. But at it the same just, time, was, there's a place and a time. It was one of those time. moments <laughs> as a founder of this organization who put on this event that I went, "Holy shit!" That what was have a I fucking done. That, that that was one of those bloody face palms right there. <laughs> yeah. hit, your, hit your face yeah. so goddamn hard, you you know, started bleeding. <laughs> And I'm at the judges table, man. I'm looking, I've got another board member next to me judging. I'm, I'm looking at them like that's a meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I kind of want to know this comedian's name now, but oh, you don't have to I tell it. Remember, he messaged me like a week later. He was like, yeah, man, I'm really sorry. Well, I was like, dude, too little, too late, bro. <laughs> I mean, look. I don't care how long you've been in comedy. Apologize for this was in the middle of your set when you went, Hey, I noticed you all aren't liking this. Right. Like, I don't care how long you've been in comedy. Once you know something isn't going over well, you either apologize, say fuck it and move to the next set of fucking jokes. That's comedy 101, man. Reading the room. Right. Like (laughs) I'm not the sharpest goddamn tool in the shed, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's definitely a story for the foundation. I'll never, I'll never forget. And again, I we're not the fucking joke police. We don't care what you tell, you know, in your everyday routines. I'm a corpsman, man. We talk. We have some dark ass humor, right? I mean, shit. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you should see what we talk about behind the scenes. Anyway, but like, <laughs> right? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you like it is. Anybody that comes on the show. One of the things we tell them not to do, especially comedians, is self-encouragement, self-harm encouragement, and yeah. suicide jokes. We don't do it. We're just not going to do it. I mean, if, if that's your if that's your bag, go for it. But we ain't going to do it here. I'm sorry. If you were looking for that, that that's one of the things we won't do. That just ain't going to happen. It's, it's just not the point. Now, the roast. Wait, wait. The one exception might be DD6's roast. All right. But other than that. <laughs> what are we I, doing that again? Is that an annual thing? Or? Look, I, I, look, look, look. I have actually talked to Recoil about doing a roast in DV once a year or every two years. And we've talked about it and we can't do it on this platform. Because if it got found out, obviously we would be fucked because we are going to do no holds barred. But we're trying to figure out a way where we can do it in a safe platform where everybody can come and join and listen or, or watch or whatever. And we just we just going to let it fly. Like, if, if you say it's okay, we're going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to be like... But- I, I will say this special forces has been an incredible event for us on our first, uh, this is our third annual that we're doing mm-hmm. our first one. We were actually able to uh, raise the rest of the money for our very first recipient, um, awesome. Jordan, who is now uh, our public relations officer, basically uh, for the organization. Um, and then the second year, the money for that actually went to uh, a local uh, medal, medal of honor recipient that that was, that was a huge honor, you know, and, um, so this year, you know, year three, who knows what we'll do with it. 
but I'm sure it's going to be great. Now, is there ways that people can volunteer if they're in your area or anything of that nature for the Yeager Foundation? You know, so the current uh, direction we're trying to go in the organization right now is we're trying to pull out of doing local events a little, a little bit and focus more on uh, looking at businesses and corporate sponsorships and especially v- local veteran-owned businesses that can help us finance our program and everything. So that's, that's really where we're going. So I guess that's a good time to put out that message is that if you have a veteran-owned business or you work for a company that you think would be willing to help fund us or you know somebody who would be in that, that same position, please send them our way. The, the funding is absolutely necessary. Um, even though we've gotten that national, that uh, service dog cost down from 25000 to 7000 and we're still working on lowering that even, it's, it's still a lot of money, you know, and it doesn't just come out of thin air. I, I have a 3D printer here in my home that, that I'm printing merchandise just myself in or, instead of getting it online in order to put more money in the, the pockets of the veterans with these service dogs, so to speak. Um, but but it, it's been tough. It's not easy to come by the funding, especially especially with the economy the way it is, you know. So if you know anybody, please send them, send them our way because – the federal government isn't giving us funding, and I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm sure we'll ask for it eventually, but I mean, okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, in the military, I've got kind of a distrust for the federal government. <laughs> I mean, that mumbler there at the end, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're gonna have to. I don't want to. Some Morse code going on there. Yeah. I got you. I got those guys. <laughs> no, nah, well, I. I 110% back you. I think everybody here at DD Radio does as well as our, our family, man. And, um, anything we can do to help, you know, we're always here. If, if you need to use the, the radio stuff one night it, you know, we, and that, we can, that's what I'll say. you guys just giving us this platform to be able to use um, from time to time has been such a huge blessing. Thank you. I mean, you know, we, I've, I've helped JJ with, uh, was it the Tatsaw convention there a, a year or two ago, JJ? Uh, task dogs. Task dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, if, if you need it for that, shit, we're, we're here for you, man. I mean, anything we can do to help out, honestly, uh, you and 99% of the other people that we work with. <laughs> I appreciate that. And you know what? What I'll say to our, to our listeners is it, it doesn't even have to be us. Google and look up some local veteran organizations that are that are kind of clandestine and grassroots like ours and help them. Help them get off the ground because those are the ones that are going to make a true difference to these veterans without any political or federal bias or, or where's the money going to come from because we've already got a purpose and we've got a direction. 100%, brother. Uh, for those that don't know, the JaegerFoundation.org. Like like the drink. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, John Cox. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. It's felt the same now. <laughs> it is. It literally is. Um go check them out. Uh it's the same on uh Facebook. I think it's Jaeger Foundation without the. Uh and over on Twitter they changed it for some reason. And I was like, they don't follow me no more. And then I was like, oh, wait, that is them. Uh, It's Jaeger FDN on Twitter. 
Uh, and I think it's Jaeger Foundation 22 on Instagram. I believe it. <laughs> I, th- I think it is. Um, I got people for that. Uh, you I, know. Didn't, I didn't know you were going to be dropping our Instagram, man. I was, look, man. I look, it's about it's, it's about your nonprofit. All right, Absolutely. it ain't it ain't about us. It's about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you just, you're, you're making me realize I've got some shortcomings as a as a founder here. I need. To, I should probably know our Instagram handle. Look. <laughs> DV6 don't know 98% of our fucking social medias, all right? He don't know 98% of our emails and websites. Like, I don't know. I just work here, man. I, you know what? He still doesn't understand the smile.amazon.com thing. I had it written out. Go ahead. I had to show him, I had to show him yesterday how to send a group text. Oh, my God. He's, I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just send it to like everybody on the street? Well, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Wait, wait, <laughs> wait. You know fuck with him? Just tell him wait, his voice activated. Wait, John. Oh, wait, John. Let me tell you what. The biggest change in the last year was our email when it changed. Oh my God! You would have thought somebody. You would have thought. So, you would have thought somebody put a Chinese algebraic fucking problem in front in front of six. He said, "Have a new email." Well, let me I check should, out the advocates and figure this shit out, dude. I'm not joking because I had to. I had to log into it for DV Farm for a, 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 a streaming labs charity event, and I logged into it, and it was like we've switched the email, and I was like, what? <laughs> So it was a new look is what it was. And it, it's basically Microsoft 360 Outlook bullshit, right? And I tell Six, and he was like, what What do you mean? What do you mean it changed? He's like, I didn't want it to change. I want it the old way. And I was I like. Was a, I wasn't a part of this decision. Right? I was like, look, man, I couldn't revert back. It said that this was the new look. It's too late. And did he ever figure it out, Google, the new email look and shit? No. <laughs> no. And I'm, like, so swamped with everything else, too, that honestly, like, I need to seriously get on email. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. I know. This is horrible. I mean, it's not a hard-to-learn email system. It really isn't. It's probably one of the most basic ones you could learn besides what we have at radio. But for six, right. it's literally a Chinese algebraic fucking problem. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's like it's a whole new language. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might as well just fucking get him Rosetta Stone for email and fucking social media <laughs> and electronics yeah. in, in general. Since you brought up email, I have not gone in the emails in like a very long, long time. You need to check your emails because I forwarded you something the other day. Yay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about radio. <laughs> it's about radio. Honestly, I need to like set it up so that all the email for my farm account goes to my school account. Because <laughs> that's seriously the only email that I will check like during the day. <laughs> you just need to give me that like, one so too. Don't mail everything. For that, there for a while, you had like three different emails, and I was sending everything that I would get to you that needed to go to you. And one day, Google goes, Look, I don't check that fucking email anymore, and I deleted the other one. 
And I was like, no, I just sent you my email. (laughs) Well, like six months had passed and you said that. And I was like, so which one do you want me to use? You was like, let me give you this one. And you gave me an entirely new one. So I had a fourth one. (laughs) (laughs) I got to ask Stevie, what's the significance of your email address there? The, the mister and the number. Oh, it's my school email. So it's oh, my, that first, one, yeah. my first initial, last initial, and then whatever number they gave. So me. it is not a mister. No. 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 I, I apologize no. for assuming your email address. <laughs> <laughs> your email fucking gender. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, wait, there are email awesome. genders now? What if you if you can't fucking keep up? <laughs> There goes Prova. What next? We gendering our cars? Wait, we've been doing hey. that. You leave you leave Janice alone. Okay. Oh, man. oh my god! My truck's name is. It's what? It's Veruca what? Salt. Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt. Yes, that's my truck's name. Oh my gosh. Okay then. <laughs> I don't know who's cutting out worse, Google or or JJ tonight. um, They actually changed our email addresses, but this is the only one that I, like, can remember, so... (laughs) But it automatically sends it to the correct thing, so... I'm not worried about it. <laughs> when you stop receiving emails all all of a sudden, you'll know why, because that one's not, not void anymore. I know, right? Oh, my God. Well, no, because when they, when they change it in the school system, it automatically updates, like, everything else within the school system that sends me emails. Yeah, but after some like, time, doesn't school. that one go null and void? I don't know, because they sent... They changed it like almost a year ago. Oh, okay. Well, ask for my email, I give them like that. On the edge of our seat. Of oh, dude, they, they, they've, they've already tuned out. <laughs> I, I had one guy, and, and I got to give him props. He he owned up to it. He, he He was like, I couldn't stand it. Got boring too quick. Two hours is too long. Get to the fucking point, or or and cut the bullshit, or people will will that's, tune off. That's our secret cap. Yeah, right. And, and, and <laughs> I forget, I forgot what Oink said, but I replied to what Oink said to the original comment, and basically I said, "Is this your first podcast?" Because number one, half an hour into a two-hour show is basically what everybody does to get to the host or the guest. And secondly, this is DV. We don't do everything like everybody else does because we are not everybody else. Listen, he, if you're coming to DV I radio would, not expecting fuckery, <laughs> then you're in the wrong place. Right. And then he goes, I would have responded, responded with who says we had a point. Right. <laughs> well, well, then he comes back and he says, I'm sorry. It's my first podcast. I guess I just made an ass out of myself. <laughs> It's all good. We can tell. Right, right. <laughs> the I best. My first podcast. Well, the best thing is it was a it was the one entitled DV Six Almost Dies Twice. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and respect, man. Right. And six was waiting to for Google to get at her computer, so we had to fill that thirty minutes. Literally, we had to fill half an hour. So I was afraid to ask. What's our title for this one today? I don't know yet. I I don't know. I we have I was, been all over the I place. I was going to share good news. I was going to share good news. Oh, we okay. made it through an entire week of me being like in classes every day, and without having to call nine one one or have any <laughs> other sort of incident. Look, all right, John, so the name of this podcast is going to be DV Google's Good News. Look, John, you don't understand. He sick didn't die. There you go. Yeah. Six, <laughs> six, six went from a Saturday literally on his deathbed from Hornets to oh, Monday getting stung again to that Wednesday getting stung again to that weekend getting stung again. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, like, and then that, I know, and that was only like two weeks ago that mm-hmm. all this shit happened. And then I will say this too, freaking... Classes started this past Monday, and Storm decided he needed to be sick <laughs> Sunday, Sunday into Monday. So I was up like half the freaking night with him. Like he he had really bad diarrhea, like in the house three times. I'm like, well, that's a six job. I don't clean that stuff up. Um, <laughs> and and then he woke me up like two o'clock in the fucking morning to let him outside i'm like are you kidding me right now i was like of course first day of classes and i get two hours of sleep this you know is what? gonna be it you know what? google i've actually got some questions for you yep so i i don't know a lot about what you do uh in your in your work life and everything i see you work at a school obviously are you a teacher or a parapro no she she goes to school i think classes <laughs> you're a student okay uh-huh. Well, never mind. This conversation's like kind of moot. But <laughs> I'm trying to get a feel for the pulse of like how teachers are feeling this year after all the shit show we've been through over the last few years. I got, you know? I, I know a few teachers that I could bring on, maybe. Yeah, man. I'm just, I'm interested, like where their mindsets at. They got to be freaking tired. <laughs> I'll, you know? I'll see if I, I can her. bring a few on. There's a few that I I wouldn't mind having on. There's a couple that I'm like, you can just fucking kick rocks. <laughs> um, but I feel like the the information we get through media and the political con- climate and everything like that is is painting a really bad picture of of the schools and the teachers and stuff like that. And and myself, I've I've worked in a couple of schools. I used I did some parapro and a special needs school and things like that. And so I know what what the media pushes and what the political uh, Climate pushes isn't always what what's the pulse of the actual teacher teaching community and everything. So I'm just kind of curious, like after after COVID and uh, the current teacher shortage and with the political climate and and all of those issues, like what's the general pulse on the teaching community right there right now? Are they tapped out and exhausted? Are they ready to, for a comeback? Like you know, I'm I'm curious. Maybe we I can know, find out. Like. I know some of my professors are like some of them are still paranoid about COVID. Like one of my professors, I kid you not, she's still wearing a mask because her five year old son has not been vaccinated. And I'm like, 
you're a fucking veterinarian. Like, you're a doctor. <laughs> are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, are you serious? So, but I, I have to be nice and respectful, so I won't say anything to her. But then there's another one of my professors whose two youngest grandchildren both have autoimmune diseases, and so, and they're too young to be vaccinated. And, but she's not wearing a mask in class. Right. She's like, she's like, if you're sick, just stay home. Like, don't, don't come to class. Once again, you know? like, she's not well, paranoid about Once it. again, John and I'm I like, should have been dead at the first couple of months of this shit happening because oh we're, our immune systems are completely right, like, fucked. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. January, like, what was it? January 20, was it 2019 or 2020? It, it all kind of runs together at this point. January, February. Yeah, because we were, yeah, you that's were right. sick as shit, man. Both yeah. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, because yeah. I thought I was dying because I was like, "Oh, fucking kill me!" I I had gotten to a point in that where because I my I had leukemia, um, and the, when I found out I had leukemia, I had actually gotten a cold that turned into pneumonia because my body couldn't fight it, mm-hmm. and it put put me in the hospital. So I I got to a point with that where I was like, "Jesus, do I have cancer again?" I should probably get it. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but uh, for real though, like yeah. that, it, it took me getting because I was working for an ambulance company here in, in town, and it took one of my paramedics going, "You either go to the hospital or I fucking come to your house, drag you into the ambulance, and take you to the hospital myself." And I went, "Okay, April, I'm going." God, it's funny that you say that. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because around that time, my aunt had bronchitis, and she gets bronchitis every fucking year, like six yeah. fucking times, and she takes a shot. So what does that say? Anyway, um, we're sitting here in the house one day and my mom was like, I guess I gave you what Debbie's got. And I was like, no, nah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. <laughs> and then like three days later, I'm like, and like, it was those hard calls where basically your chest cracks <laughs> and, and your lungs feel like they're fucking lifting weights. <laughs> And we thought we all had fucking bronchitis. Turns out well, we all had and, the and, Rona. <laughs> and, and for me, uh, post chemo, getting bronchitis wasn't, I wasn't a stranger to it. It usually yeah. happened two to three times a year. Every time the fucking seasons changed. Yeah. Well, it's, I would get a cold, but for me, it would turn into full blown bronchitis, sometimes pneumonia. Well, ever since I've right. had Crohn's every year around November to February, <laughs> I get a real bad sinus infection and it's terrible every fucking year. Right. And that's what I thought it was at first. (laughs) And then I was like, it's the usual. whatever." Right. And then February comes along. Oh, we have this new virus called Rona. And we're like, oh man, we had that shit. Y'all going to be all right. (laughs) I'm sitting here like, what are the chances I'm going to catch that while I'm working on an ambulance? Such a dumbass. But don't forget, that's six I gotten sick too before anyone yep. even knew what it, yeah. what it was. All of us and did. Like, that's the thing. Before anybody knew it, we were all sick. Right. <laughs> even Marquis' so kids. Like, Marquis' kids had it in November. Yeah. Um, it's and then all of a sudden it's just major deal and the whole world was going to end. And I'm like, I know people that had it and survived. I think right. we are. Right. 
I mean, if anybody like, should have died, it should have been me and John. Let's face it. We should have been the first right? fucking victims. <laughs> I got a comment uh, at heel in the chat. Keeps signing in and out. So either he's having internet issues or what we're talking about is mildly interesting. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're on a cell phone. <laughs> that happens usually with a cell phone. Um, I think it's the Heather person that logged in earlier. I, I like to believe that they just keep backing out. And they're like, you know what? I really miss him. <laughs> I, I, I miss their white chocolate voices, except for that JJ Mexican white chocolate that's, mix. That's, that sweet, sultry PTS dog voice. And they sound back in. Look. <laughs> yes. There you go. Hey, yes. Glad you, yes. Glad you're back here. We're trying to keep your attention. I'm so sorry. Oh, we're, shit. We're trying to keep it hot and steamy. I'm here. crying over here. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh shit! Anyway, fuck. Uh, Google. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really have so much fun with that. Before you go, John, Google. Do you have one funny story that you funny news story that you can tell us? She uh, didn't look through uh, stupid I news. Haven't even, like no, funny. I haven't even been in the news. Like honestly, I think oh, we went from a funny story to you being in the news. No junk in the news, stupid junk oh, okay. in the news. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It was stupid junk in the news, and it was junk in the news, and it was stupid junk people in the. I don't even know what the fuck it's called anymore. It's all right. We'll go with the one that recoil sent on August twenty second. <laughs> the headline is funny. <laughs> the headline is funny. Bre- breastfeeding mom bites off bald eagle to save pet goose. What? That is the most fucking American thing I've ever heard. Right? I'm going to kill this American bald eagle, the symbol of America, to save this goose. Oh, man. America. <laughs> that's, that's really all you need to know. Oh, that's my God. Like, that's it. America. That's- Fuck yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> She pulled a fucking Ozzy on a goddamn fucking eagle. <laughs> Motherfuck. For those so kids. I, I have to wonder, like, what happens throughout the the entirety of your life that when you get to that moment, you choose the goose over the eagle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's. Well, she breastfeeding the goose, because that sounded a little off. Whoa. In the right there. Whoa, yeah, it did. That, it did. I, I mean, I was going to ask <laughs> that. You're right. I made an assumption that it was a baby, but you're right. It could have been a goose. What the hell? It was a baby. All right. Just so we're clear. But you did say goose. You did say goose. Baby, baby. Because this is America. Right. Where did she the goose come in play? She was, she was breastfeeding her baby, and a bald eagle tried to, see, tried to snatch her pet goose. So she ran outside. Hold on. The naked. goose was her pet? Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, John. You don't understand. This geese, is a whole new aspect. Geese are <laughs> geese are actually really good pets, believe it or not. Geese are very territorial and yes, enough assholes in my house. <laughs> just just look up give it give us geese geese pets, geese. and they are some of the most loyal pets after Does dollars. it have to be geese pets, or can I just do goose pets? Does everybody own more than one goose? Whatever. I say geese, because I'm not saying gooses. 
Got Mises up here. Oh man! I will eat those Mises to pieces. Where where did this take place? Like, I gotta imagine this took place in Ohio or Nebraska or some. No offense. Who's our corn fed? Well, it says she's Canadian. Oh, that explains it. Oh well, then it's okay that she fought off an eagle. Yeah, it doesn't matter to her. All right, well, that ruined that fucking joke. But I would have fought. Fought off an eagle too if it was trying to take one of my pets. I'm you know what? I'm not. Eagle. I'm not going to fucking break the law. I know. Well, I'm That's, not going to hurt the eagle. Have you seen how big eagles are? Yeah, I think coming at me, I'd just that's, piss myself. That's basically Godzilla <laughs> with wings to us. Like fucking <laughs> I could I can take a, a freaking terrorist all day long coming at me with a suicide vest without like <laughs> flinching. But, fucking, but a giant ass eagle coming at my face, I'm yeah. I'm pretty peeling. Fucking six foot <laughs> wingspan. Are you shitting me? Like fuck that noise. I'm gonna be like, all right, you have whatever you want. Oh, you want yeah. that little chihuahua? Go Take for it, it Bob. It's yours. Take it. <laughs> you enjoy time. Oh my god! Wait, wait, why did you drop this new this this article in in stupid news? Now I'm gonna have to cover it because oh, I looked at the- you're an <laughs> ass. You're all asses. Pearl necklaces. The people getting jewelry made from semen. For I'm done. Busy jewelry customers. <laughs> done for others. It's worth no. sentimental. I, I think we should talk about this. I think people need to know. Oh. <laughs> Jeweler and sculptor Amanda Booth opened a package of bottled semen first thing in the morning. It was a mistake she'd only make once. She said first I samples are one thing, but when they've been in the mail for a little bit, I mean, it smells like semen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clients commissioned Jizzy Jewelry, her term, and sent samples of cone to her workshop to be dehydrated, powdered, and incorporated into wearable <laughs> clay beads or trinkets. Do you we have a picture? Up at the end of the day. Is there a link you can throw in? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. No, no. no. I'm dropping into the chat aunt. because I can't drop it in the chat chat because my anniversary. I'll see if I, I can mean, find like, it. The... No, you don't understand. I need this. I like, my anniversary is coming. Oh you did? Oh. All right, dude. I'll, dude. I'll, take, I'll bite the bullet on this and I'm pulling. <laughs> dude, that's cocaine. Okay, that's cocaine. She That's cocaine. We, she said we process them at the end of the day. Otherwise, we're sitting in the smell all day. And it's just, we did it in the morning one day. And it was just like, can no, I just, never do that again. Can you do me a favor? Oh, yes. Thank you, DV Oink. Thank you for putting that link in chat. I would like everybody in chat to go click that link right now. And I want you to look at the woman who's in the middle picture on the website and this link and just tell me that she doesn't look just like the type of crazy ass woman to buy cum necklaces. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, Booth started, it says, Booth started her jewelry business in 2021 and makes wearable sculptures and trinkets out of people's bodily fluids and ashes, breast milk, cremated remains of loved ones or pets, fur and locks of hair. After Someone commented on one of her TikTok videos asking if she'd ever consider incorporating man juices. Booth made a half joke in Facebook post about jizzy jewelry and started seeing actual serious orders for it. She tested the process with her husband, Jesse, first Whoa. to figure out how much cum would be needed to work into a sculpture. At least a teaspoon of liquid makes for the right clay to cum ratio, she determined. The more is better. 
and whether and whether the polymer clay would hold up to oven baking. It's turned out fantastic, she said. She posted a TikTok about making her first jizzy pizzas last month, and that video went viral. Oh my god, people have been blowing up her DM since. I bet. I gotta ask: Does she harvest the resources herself, or? No, no. <laughs> one day, the people placing hey, the order. One day, an archaeologist would harvest. <laughs> one day, an archaeologist. Don't, JJ, come on, man, don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have some scientists trying to carve into shit oh, and be like, "Dude, this bro, mysterious this genetic is... material around this corpse's neck." <laughs> We're gonna have Bob and Fred scientists in the year twenty four hundred. <laughs> Looking at this shit through a microscope, being like, "Wow, this ancient stuff is so fascinating, bro. This is calm." You know what? You know what the worst? Straight up, you know what the worst part of this is? How how does she know that this shit is not hazardous to her? Oh my god! Can you imagine? Can you imagine the pathogens and STDs and shit? And I gotta ask, does the process that she puts this through to make it into jewelry, does that eliminate those diseases? Or are you just wearing herpes on your chest? That's all I've been thinking about since (laughs) Google talked about this. I'm like, could you imagine having a fucking semen pearl necklace filled with all these STDs and you just put them in your mouth and shit and showing it off to your friend. Your mom's like, can I hold it? And you're like, mm, better not. Yeah, that's my point. Like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, these people. I know. It says for a lot of Boost customers, it's a kink thing. One of Boost's clients who asked to remain anonymous told me that she and her long-term partner are loosely part of the BDSM community and have bracelets that act as collars or pieces of jewelry or pieces of jewelry that typically symbolize a consensually possessive relationship. After researching further into the Jizzy Jewelry Shop. We both thought it would be the ultimate you are mine type collar. It will be our little secret and inside joke. Another client told told this lady that wrote the article um, that she and her husband commissioned a simple pearl pendant because they wanted something that symbolizes the dominant and submissive aspects of their relationship. Collecting the sample was the trickiest part, she said. We ended up opting out of my... Wait, 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 wait. I have to stop all of you. You all have to listen to this one. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen. You have to hear what my mom just said. I showed her the title of this article. Her face was of astonishment, just like the rest of this. She walks away, looks back and goes, is that the kids nobody wants? <laughs> I'm done. I'm fucking done. Uh, when it comes to your mom, Bo, when it comes to your mom, I just want to say, big fan. So collecting the sample apparently was the trickiest part for this. How? She said we ended up right to have my husband. We ended up opting to have my husband use a condom and then cut the end off of the condom to deposit the sample in a specimen tube. We then we then sealed the tube with electrical tape around the cap and vacuum sealed it before placing it in a padded envelope to be mailed. Oh Whoa. God, that's a lot. Hold the fucking phone. They don't process the shit before mailing it? I knew it. No. I knew they did not do that. Because, I knew because, it. Second of all, okay. speaking no, 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 from experience, listen, my listen, aim's listen, 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 listen. You, as the customer, place the order, 
right? Then okay. you as the customer need to mail the sample to the person who is completing the order. And then no. they mail back <laughs> no. the final product. Listen, I've mailed no. a lot of things in my life, including a potato. <laughs> I I can't say I've ever... You know, I will say this. I've seen pictures in history. (laughs) I will say this. I've seen pictures in history of them mailing children before in the past. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Dude, I... This has to be against the law, right? I'm still thinking... JJ's going... JJ's taking this a little. The mail carrier and the package starts leaking. JJ's taking this article a little too uh, serious. He keeps going in and out way what? too often. Hold on, hold on. Someone else said that um, he was about to have a vasectomy, so he asked his wife if he if she wanted one of those pieces with his swimmers in it. Why? And then he said, then he said, not going to lie, getting the sample into the jar was quite difficult. It took us having sex twice. And two solo masturbations that He's have enough sample to ship out. It might have been more than she needed, but we wanted to make sure she had enough to work with. He's, he's definitely not a veteran. He's never experienced a 120 degree porta potty. <laughs> I was going to say, all we, need is a, all we need is a shitter with some Sharpie oh, drawings. Man. Oh, for some some titties drawn in Sharpie on the side of the porta porta potty, we're good to go. <laughs> it was difficult. I swear. I, oh dear! Lord. This is fascinating. This other, this other lady so, said, "This other lady somebody said, start my World po- War Three quick." <laughs> this no, other I got- lady said, "Hold on, my." She said, "My partner loves to say things like you're going to be wearing my nut on your finger, and they're in your DMS, but that's my nut on your on her hand." I'm like, "Oh my god." So I got to ask: <laughs> Are there any are there any like testimonials on this website? Because I'd be interested to hear. How satisfied the customers are. From this, I mean, I guess from the sounds of it, there is. All these people seem pretty excited about it. I don't know. You'd have to go to their website. Yeah, I'll have to search it and see what comes up. Custom pearls. Keep (laughs) his jizz forever. Come on. For dizzy jewelry. (laughs) That'll probably show up like all these porn sites. Come on, man. Rings? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can see. I I do want to comment on, in chat once again, DV Oink Point uh, posting that gif, and then he'll sign out again. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if, if they want a slogan, it could be, Come on her ring before the wedding. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson sperm bank. You're in good hands. All right, we need to end it. It's after 10. <laughs> Not no. Ooh. Hey John, if oh, uh, you man. don't if, if you don't get anything from this podcast, it ain't my fault. Um <laughs> I, come on, man. I mean we may just have to do a standalone with you outside of the show one night. I don't know. Um, I'm down. <laughs> oh my god! Of all the things we could have talked about tonight, I can't stop, man. It just keeps coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, Grandma's boy. This is so hard. All right, Grandma's boy. Good night, Hill. 
Thank you for joining us oh, and playing along with right. us. <laughs> Good night, Mac 44. I, I just now see when he signed up. This article was Oink's fault. He should have never dropped. <laughs> You're all welcome. <laughs> I don't even. We should probably just wrap it up, buddy. Oh, man. Bring more meaning to stupid junk in the news, I guess. I don't know. Oh, wow. I thought we had got to a point in history where people would like, oh, you know what? I don't know what will be in my bodily fluids that I'll be sending to somebody, but I'm going to do it anyway because who the fuck is? It's safe. I'm just, I'm still stuck on the fact that somebody went, what if I could wear come like water? That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Man, I thought oh, selling God. farts in a jar was bad. Nope. <laughs> you and Oink opened my eyes to him Look, you don't want to see the shit that you know what? I know you won't see it because I do it in a private browser now, so it won't show up and I won't have these suggested bullshits. He what if, what if this is an option for raising funds for the foundation? Oh no, he's still there. <laughs> I'm sure we'd have plenty of donors. I don't know if he can hear you or not. He said he was barely able to hear us. Uh, after hearing that, he probably just chucked his laptop out the window. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, uh, oh, my God. I thought the vacuum in the vagina was bad enough a, a year ago. But... No, John, you missed that one. Women were using vacuums on their vaginas during period time. Um, does, does it work? Oh, I'm no, sure it does. I'm, I'm sure it does. I'm dying to know. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure it does forever. Sure it's a good back. See, so when a girl has a vacuum in her bedroom, that's completely different when a boy has a vacuum in his bedroom. <laughs> JJ said, see if you can add it to the 3D printer, John. <laughs> Look, he, you can't add it to yours, but I got a resin 3D printer, so Listen. I know I can add it to mine. I don't think the, the 3D printer gets hot enough to sterilize what would be going through that. No, model. it doesn't. <laughs> Actually, wait, wait, wait. I have, a hard no from me. Well, mine does oh. because it uses UV light to, to cure the resin. So, oh, you use a resin printer. See, that would work. Yeah. I, I'm, I just, I literally just said that. So Bo has just volunteered to make all our cum necklaces for the foundation, nope. JJ. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Oh, my oh my goodness. Hey. Do you think, do you think normal nonprofits talk about this kind of shit? <laughs> Betsy Ross. Betsy put the gif of Ross from Friends going la 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 and covering his ears. Do you think Habitat for Humanity has ever considered cum necklaces as a source of income? You know oh what? God. This is one of those shows. This is, this is one of those shows. I wish people like Mike Rowe was on because you know, you know, we could turn this into something good. Because he'd be, he'd be like, I want to go and use that as a dirty job episode. Oh my gosh! You think he would go to her house? <laughs> he probably would. Dude, if he got to make an episode out of that, you know he would. Look at the places he's been. I don't know, man. I think when it came to to sourcing the materials, he'd be fucking out. Look, look, Mike Rowe is down for just about anything, and I think he would be down for just, that. Just about. I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> look, say, I'm not sure. That's, that's he. That's his governor. We've 
<laughs> We've gone over the line for the for Betsy. No, Betsy's Come on, you live like, on a farm, Betsy. You've seen worse. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> all right, we do need to cut it. My back is killing me from all this fucking shit. <laughs> Sorry, think, you're welcome. I, I don't think I can go Enjoy. again. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to end this. <laughs> I'm laughing. I know. That's I have nothing. No, I, I'm I laughing. I'm laughing. It's not that I don't know how to end it. I'm just laughing. I know we how to end first it. first and then we should finish. I know how to end it. We got a money shot. Oink. <laughs> Oink. Oink's our money shot. Objective zero. Tell everybody about it. <laughs> Go for the face, Oink. Jeez, I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> seriously, though, if you're struggling and you need to talk to somebody, head over to objectivezero.org and check those guys out because they always have ambassadors standing by 24-7 that will lend an ear to you uh, no matter what time of day it is, uh, whether you need to talk about your wife, uh, uh, these pearl necklaces, whatever the case may be. Uh, head over to objectivezero.org. Choose your ambassador by MOS, uh, male, female, whatever the case may be. But the biggest thing is, folks, is there's always somebody out there that is willing to to listen to you and, and help you through your uh, struggling time. So again, objectivezero.org, check them out, download the app. It's free. Can't go wrong. One more thing. Only DV radio could smoothly segue from pro necklaces into mental health awareness. <laughs> <laughs> I do have, one, before I go in and let you guys do your, uh, your last words for the evening. Um, I just found out been about a week or so ago, uh, a brother of mine was in a really bad motorcycle accident. Um, everything you can imagine, broken neck, ribs, wrist, uh, bruised lungs, punctured liver, kidney trauma, cuts and bruises, his entire upper body swollen. Um, it's to the point they, uh, induced a coma and he's on a ventilator so anything you guys can do greatly appreciate it I am on volition I'm going to drop the GoFundMe in chat if you can if you want to Um. so yeah I just found out on social media yeah I be careful out there. Honestly, that's the number one thing. Um, I don't know if it was solo incident. I don't know if somebody hit him. I don't know. Either way, be careful. Um, yeah. And, uh, thoughts, prayers, good vibes, whatever you do. Um, greatly appreciate it. And with that in mind, We'll go over to... I'll start off. Yeah. So I kind of just want to build off of uh, what I was talking about earlier with that analogy with how I feel like we're just in the back of a plane as the pilots are fighting up front. Um, that, that doesn't mean we can't help each other as passengers. And, and what I mean by that is uh, reach out to your, your, your neighbors, your, your fellow veterans in your area, man, because that's how we're going to get through this. As much of a shit show as, as our country is right now and everything... We still have each other, man, and, and you can't beat that. 100%. I thought you were going to say something else about Jaeger Foundation, but I guess not. Nah, it was more of a general statement. 
Go to the www.theagerfoundation.org. See what we do. Because that's, I mean, what I speak is basically the basis for our organization. Help us out. Please. We love you. Um, point done objectives. Google. Um, every week, Google for the last four and a half years. Like I, I Um, said before, I've got nothing. (laughs) I've got nothing. Stay safe out there. Don't drive when you're tired. When you're tired and you're driving, pull over. Please, fucking, oh my god. And we're talking about six tired, right? Like, shit. Pull the fuck over, motherfuckers. Um, yeah. I kind of didn't do that the other day. (laughs) I probably should have. Six does not know. JJ's internet connection, for some reason, is shit. Thanks, Spectrum, you jackasses. I'm guessing that's who he's got. Um, so he can't say anything. But I'm sure he wants you to go to watawoodturning.com and... Buy some shit, okay? Do it. Got some good shit. (laughs) And he said, fuck Spectrum. (laughs) I'm reading Zoom chat. He said, yes, fuck Spectrum. (laughs) Um, Don't forget, you have 15% off until September 5th of this month. Go to dvradio.net, click on the store tab. Also, JJ wanted to let uh, let me tell you guys that... All of this wood turning, semen free. Uh, you have listened to Barrett's talk on this September third of twenty twenty two. I'm Bonnerwood for Google Oink John and JJ. Until next week, five seconds. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.